Welcome to Climax, the only action movie podcast by people who actually like action movies. I'm Matt Lohman. I'm Kyle McVeigh. I'm Nick the Brick Allen. <laughs> I know, that one's the best one. We would have also easiest. accepted Nick, Nick Blood Type A Allen. <laughs> yeah, we should have all said our blood type. Well, that would be a lie. I don't know what it is. I have to call my mom. Hold on. I also have to <laughs> call, call my mom. My mom. <laughs> I have a card with it on it. On it. Is that weird? <laughs> I guess no, not. smart. Seems like you're a little better prepared than us. Well, I mean, I just have it. Because the red, it, it's like it. a rare enough blood type that the Red Cross harasses me on a weekly basis. I think it, I have that too. Yeah, it feels like having that card on you is just begging to be kidnapped by vampires. Probably, it feels like you've learned none of the lessons. It would that make it would make apart. it would make the fact that I'm a donor very ironic. Mm-hmm. So no T-shirts. Let's say you're. Well, I, I mean, blood. it's not like mm-hmm. you're, you don't have blood. Everyone has blood. Yeah, I mean, they'll like. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna drink of me. Yeah, either way. <laughs> well, you're like a rare. Wine, I guess. I guess. I don't know if they care about blood oh, types. I'm not sure. Fine wine. You know, we haven't. I mean, that that's a thing that's not really ever addressed. I just assume that they they could care less about what blood type they're drinking. I, I don't know if it matters. I, I think maybe virgin's blood is I'm like sure, a higher quality. Maybe? I bet. I bet your blood would taste differently depending on your diet. Maybe. Probably. Like you probably don't want to suck like a, a fat guy. I don't know. Maybe you do. A guy that just. Uh, I got, ate I got steak and drank scotch. <laughs> yeah, or like if you get someone that's like HIV positive, it's like, do you do you now have Dracula AIDS? No, because your body regenerates. Probably wipe it out. Oh, that's interesting. I guess so. Thanks, Matt. We really got to delve Good into point. the specifics of <laughs> vampire AIDS. I mean, thank the God world is rich, and I don't think they. As with most films and worlds, I don't think they went deep enough. <laughs> I don't think they went as deep as I would have. <laughs> It's a good thing I love garlic. Yeah, I love garlic. <laughs> oh, it's in everything. And it should be in everything. My body is full of it. All right, so welcome to episode nine. Obviously, we're talking Blade. Mm-hmm. All this discussion of blood types and being eaten by vampires. And feels blood like a clubbing. Dead. And also the title when you downloaded it. We're yeah. talking about Blade, episode nine. A mm-hmm. um, little, little bit of house cleaning. Uh, so episode eight was a real shit show. <laughs> Loved it. Because each of us had... Five Eva Greens apiece? I, honestly, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. It is not an, it, enough to time travel. It is an expensive cocktail to assemble, mm-hmm. and we used up all three bottles. <laughs> and then everyone operated a car. Oh, mm. so <laughs> I was fine. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut back. You, everyone's only gonna get like one. Yeah, it is the official. We're drink. just gonna do enough to get loose yeah. and not uh, not <laughs> enough to ourselves, uh, potentially us. hurt each other. Over discussion of gun boot. Yeah, over gun boot. Um, one of these days, guys, we're going to have a show where we don't have to apologize for the previous one. Um, it's not today, and it's probably not going to be the next one. Yeah. But then after that one, we'll walk off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say we've got, this is nine, we've got 10, 11, and 12 to just be a real mess. Yeah. And then when season two starts in episode 13, we get our acts together. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it together. <laughs> We're giving ourselves we'll a probably have regular. We'll probably <laughs> have regular segments. Yeah. We'll probably be stone sober. We'll definitely have like a regular schedule. Yeah. I don't know. I want to be part part of this new world <laughs> mix out are you gonna rebel against the status quo <laughs> hey everyone this is nick <laughs> sounds a little bit different did you replace me no i've always been here no i've always been nick no i'm definitely not matt <laughs> he's so handsome <laughs> oh man i love the way you look <laughs> did you put on a fake beard for this podcast <laughs> a little bit yeah. you? okay so uh special announcement yes Ding. The big mistake poll is it's, closed. It's closed. 
And the winner is... I was going to drum roll, but that would be bad radio. Yeah, add just that in production. Just, just add that in post. Mm-hmm. Great drum roll, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is Reborn in the USA. Starring, oh! starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Christopher Walken, Ronda Rousey, Scott Atkins, Liam Neeson. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, it's going to be a fun one to write. And, it's going to be uh, great. I'm very excited about it. When we it. record that read-through, it's just going to be a rich tapestry of terrible impressions. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. I'm excited about it. I, I'm, I'm bummed that Dark Matters couldn't hang the last few days. It was a very heated race. I bothered my family to vote at the at the 11th oh, hour. Oh, I didn't even... That My parents wouldn't know what the fuck to do. So <laughs> I, just, I, I said, didn't even bother I them. said a very very, spe- very carefully, specifically worded email. Oh, go I to see. here. You cheated. Go to the bottom. Reborn in the USA. You cheated. Um, they were going to vote for one of mine anyway. Cheated! Whatever. Thank you for the few of you who voted for Praetorian Gun. Which I think... I, I mean, let's be real. We were talking about this before the show. You really just ranked them in the order we're going to write them. them. Yeah. Because Dark Matters will get written. Reborn and in the USA is going to come super fast, super easy. Praetorian Gun needs to that. exist somewhere in yeah. the world. We also got a random vote for Sky the Tiger, which was pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, that one is... Fucking insane. Uh, if you voted for the untitled Deep Destroyer project, I think there was like five of you, please write to us at actionclimax, all one word, at gmail.com to tell us why you chose that one. It's because it's magic. <laughs> and then not. go rethink your life. It's magic. I wonder if people voted for it because they were like, oh, what are they going to write? They won't be able to write this. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but I know Joey voted for it. Yeah. but we Just to be a dick. We definitely left it open to whatever we wanted. All I have to do is make sure that there's a girl named Ginger. <laughs> that was about it. Who could talk, yeah. who's somehow even worse at talking than Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. And Thanks, then we're coach. covered. She's a mute girl. Yeah. And then it's we're covered. Basically. And then he's, the, he's a coach of some sports team for like the high school or something. Maybe. And we, we've, we've covered all of our bases. No, no. I was, I was doing the, my favorite line from that pitch. It's just like, ooh, are you doing it wrong? Thanks, coach. Thanks, coach. <laughs> but those... That's all we established. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you keep it open-ended. There's, yeah. a, there's a rich world there. There's Do- not. Dr. Deep Destroyer will exist. How did that become your muse? I don't know. It's really dumb. It is. I'm excited about it, though. Also, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hard I'm, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to figure out whether I'm going to keep it going into season two. Ooh. Or maybe there will be a new a new Doctor hero. With a, stupid name. a new a new hero will emerge. Where, yeah, where do you where do you go after you fight the primordial forces of chaos? Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it, there might be there might be nowhere to go past Dark Matters for him. <laughs> to be honest, unless we do You're a prequel <laughs> starring who would be young Stallone now. Well, I think they established that Milo Ventimiglia is his son in Rocky Balboa. Gross. <laughs> Super gross. No. no. Hell no. No. Hell no. That didn't come from him. Someone switched babies in the hospital. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. He should just play a younger version of himself. And then somewhere else, there's like a gargoyle punching a brick wall. (laughs) No! (laughs) Daddy! (laughs) I'm into it. Uh, okay. Well, so we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to write it. Yeah, so Reborn milestone episode. We've decided on the milestone. the big mistakes been voted. Another milestone: our uh, blade, our first Wesley Snipes starring vehicle. Yes, mm. our first comic book movie. Yes, I guess so. Yeah, and uh, I need a third thing that this can be a milestone <laughs> of. I don't know. It's our last, our, our last single digit podcast. It's technically first not our Empire? first Wesley Snipes film. No, but it's the but first it one where he's the lead. Start. He's yeah. actually shown up more, I think, than almost. 
Well, not more than anyone else, but he's shown up a lot. Yeah, he's only shown up more than Stallone. Yeah, and Arnold's shown, shown up a lot. But Snipes, God, he had a good good run. <laughs> Damn good run. I, and I, he is, I think they need to make Blade 4. He is, I think he's finished. He is fucking top-notch in this movie. 100%. At the height of his powers. They don't make him say motherfucker nearly enough. Because <laughs> he is <laughs> amazing But every time he says it, it, it's incredible. Even when he mouths it. Yeah, he... Wesley yeah, there's S- a silent motherfucker yeah. <laughs> that will end all other motherfuckers. We- Wesley Snipes is a fuck poet. Like, yeah. I don't know if anyone says it as good as he does. He's got a great cadence. He knows, like, Blade is so calm and collected that his delivery is totally in care like i'm sure he doesn't say motherfucker like that in real life i bet he does i don't know <laughs> i don't know well well let's call him up i've got a i've got a i've got a story for one of his most iconic motherfuckers in this oh movie and, and we'll get to it when we get there yeah <laughs> um let's lay it out let's lay out the yeah. the basics here the breakdown or well first i was gonna do the first our, thing <laughs> did we want to say the response for the end yeah okay well, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Let, let's let's be up top. Let's do it up top and explain why we're doing this. So we were recently publicly called out uh, by other people that we were doing our show incorrectly, and uh, they provide they very helpfully mm-hmm. provided a step by step guide on how we could improve our show, mm-hmm. um, uh, despite probably not listening to any of it. Because several they times not. they were like, well, you know, there's hyphen movies. There's like hyphen action, hyphen sci-fi, mm-hmm. which we covered in our second episode of future action dystopia yeah, slash yeah. utopia. Yeah, we uh, we never we never said we weren't going to do superhero movies. We just said not every superhero movie counted. It's it's the, we, and we're, when we say that we're talking about like a Batman Begins. We're talking about. The, the, the Spider-Man movies, yeah. with, like, maybe Spider-Man 2 would definitely, we would probably cover that, yeah. but not the first one. Uh, it, it's more like, and man, I, I don't know if you, you have, I'm sure you have bullet points to really suss out yeah. what, uh, why we're doing, 100%. starting with this one in particular. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is the best example of a quote-unquote superhero action, comic action. movie that does really hit all our points of, like, pure action. Yep. So lay it out. Okay, so first off, Climax was founded, We, as we discussed, it's a, it's a celebration of the action genre. Mm-hmm. There's too many podcasts that exist just to tear stuff down. Sure. That's easy. Um, and action movies in, the, in, the, and in their genre get a bad rap in general, usually because they're compared to other genres. Like, oh, well, the acting's not as good as this movie. Well, that movie's not trying to do the same thing action movies are yeah. trying to do. Yeah, they're different points. Action movies and prestige pictures are both trying to accomplish different tasks. And then there's a, there's a quote attributed to uh, Albert Einstein, but no one can prove that he actually said it. But I like the sentiment. <laughs> did you sure. write a research paper on yes, this? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Because we actually thought about it. I and the, the accusation that we didn't. And we're just mm-hmm. flying willy-nilly really fucking pissed me off. <laughs> no, we do research. Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Yeah. Action movies aren't trying to do what other kind <laughs> of movies are trying to do. So we had to get these rules to decide what is an action movie and is it doing what it, action movies are supposed to do well. And yeah, that's what we absolutely. Explore. Because there are a lot of movies that have action in them but don't have the heart of an action film yeah. and aren't so You don't get out of what, it what we get out of watching yeah. action movies. Mm-hmm. This is the same reason we don't just lump any movie with action in it, into the action genre. If having a gun, running around, and firing shots in anger automatically make a movie action, then Heat, The Godfather, Jaws, Cape Fear, Taxi Driver, and Apocalypse Now are all action movies. Which is super not true. Which is stupid. 
but they're not because they follow different rules. They have different goals they're trying to accomplish. Their protagonists are on a different mission. And that's the reason we don't include superhero movies in the genre, just because there's action on the screen. Superhero movies, comic book movies, are the biggest, most successful genre in the industry right now. Mm -hmm. Marvel and DC have their slates planned into the 2020s. It's its own distinct genre. You have to give superhero movies their due. Yeah. If you lump them in as just a subgenre, you're not being Mm open-minded. You're making everyone else dumber because you're just dismissing it. Yeah. Um, That's like – so one of my examples is the reason Dark Knight sticks with you is not simply because Heath Ledger swung for the fences and delivered you know, a performance for the ages. Jesus, yeah. It's because it's a superhero movie and a crime movie, and those movies are kind of inherently on opposite ends of the spectrum. In superhero movies, the hero always accomplishes his goal. If it's to save everyone, he saves everyone. If it's destroy an evil organization, that organization is destroyed. Batman fights to save his friends and the, Rachel and the soul of his city, Harvey, and he fails. When he kicks in the door and it's Harvey, not Rachel, that's a genre betrayal. You're no longer watching a superhero movie, and that's why it sticks with you. Yeah. Ah. We can't, when he can't talk Harvey down and is somewhat responsible for his death, again, genre betrayal because the hero didn't save it. Because in crime movies, the big, one of the big points of that genre is there is a price to be paid. It's yeah. your family. It's your badge. It's your partner. It's your life. You have to give up something that means the world to you to see justice done yeah or to have your family become the the highest organized crime family in america you have to give up a piece of yourself yeah and that's what batman has to do in that pursuit for justice he has to lose these pieces and that's why that movie sticks with you and why it's not an action movie but a crime movie and a superhero movie Mm -hmm. same thing with captain america which would be a hyphen movie but it's more of a spy movie because shield is evil yeah, and that means you're t- you're we're talking Winter Soldier here, right? Yeah. Winter Soldier God, that movie's New, fucking New good. Shield isn't. Yeah, that that movie is a fucking '60s spy thriller because mm. because the organization Cap belongs to in a superhero movie can't be evil because that means Cap was wrong and his instincts were wrong and the things he did was wrong. Mm-hmm. But in a spy movie, of course, the organization's evil. Mm-hmm. I mean. Of the four Mission Impossibles, how many has Ethan Hunt on the run from IMF? Oh, like every single three one. out of four. Mm-hmm. It almost I, possibly even in two. It's been a I while think, since I've seen. I thought it. five had it. Five's not out. Five, oh wait, sorry. <laughs> okay, four. Is he on the run in four? Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Because it's definitely one, two. I think four. I think three is the only one where he. He definitely goes rogue because he has to escape because Billy Crudup slips him the knife. I think he gets fucked every single time. Yeah, because that's what happens in spy movies. That's why Captain America is not a straight action movie, even though there's people running around doing action-y things. Yeah. So, you know, the reason we do this is out of respect for genres, for giving everyone their fair shake. Because to do otherwise is intellectually lazy. Sure. You know, and that's why we have these rules, and that's why we don't say, oh, there's a guy running and punching – it's an action movie. You know, as I said before, you're not being open-minded. You're just making everyone dumber because you're being dismissive. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, whatever you guys want to add, that's my stance on why we have these rules and why we examine each movie individually and don't lump everything together. I think you said it pretty well. I, yeah. I think we've also laid out these a number of times, but I think that it was important to reiterate it on this particular podcast because I think... In everyone's mind, the first place they go is like, when are you going to do Avengers? When are you going to do X superhero movie? When are you going to do this? And they, for the most part, are now especially their own thing. Marvel's huge, you know, spanning universe is almost its own thing now. But, like, we could 
probably never do Avengers because it's it's like a weird uh, for me for me like the reason we haven't done a Hong Kong action movie yeah the reason we haven't done kung fu movies the reason we haven't done like a a three hundred or a Thirteenth Warrior sword sword and sandal movie or a western is because each of them are their own kind of distinct genre yeah so i'm not saying we'll never do a pure superhero movie like spider-man or like the avengers or like iron man one or whatever but we would do an episode explaining kind of going over the rules of the superhero genre and -hmm. what makes that genre great and what Mm -hmm. makes it distinct and what makes it you know its own beautiful thing Mm -hmm. you know um i'm sorry but (laughs) there's not three genres there's not genre, there's not comedy, drama, and action. Yeah, no, like, there are subsets and all. No, of those. we understand there. Yeah, but it, it's it's one of those things that we. The point is, is that we we very much recognize that there are hyphenate action movies, and we will get from deeper episode into two, it. and we, we will get them. deeper and deeper into it. We will do Hong Kong action. We're gonna do fucking hard boiled. We're gonna do drunken master. Absolutely. We're going to do the Wild Bunch. We'll get into it. And it'll be stuff that... But it'll be things that we feel definitely honor... Their own subculture. Well, uh, not only are they their own own thing, but they also fit the bill for an action film. Yeah. Like, it's fine if you're a Western. You can be a Western in an action film. Mm -hmm. But you, more often than not, Western films are Westerns. A a pure Western. They they are their own thing. So, yeah, so it, it's we we want to bring you things that, in general, fulfill our basic action quota and rules first and foremost. Yeah. And also, we're on episode nine when that was recorded, not when it was released. Oh, yeah. When that was recorded, we were maybe on our fourth episode. Give us fucking time, guys. Yeah. There's so many like <laughs> pure eighties, nineties. You know, we haven't even covered John Wick yet. No, oh, we haven't. We haven't covered it. Ray Two so hasn't many, gotten its own. Yeah, there are episode. so many movies that are pure, beautiful action that flip the that bill. We gotta do that. First. We have to do before yeah. we really start branching Deleting off ourselves. into the yeah. into these different subsets. Because a lot of these, like, so they threw down the gauntlet pretty. Well, yeah, well, pretty it's confidently like, and early. Well, it's like, are you really that hard up for podcasts that talk about the Avengers? No, can no you really is. can you really not find anywhere to hear about the <laughs> movies you want to see? Like, we're doing movies that aren't going to get their due, except on like a "How did this get made?" Yeah, or some you know snooty club. But we also don't want to make fun of podcast yeah. that's going to make fun of it. Like, yeah. you know, we take these seriously, and if the movie ends up being kind of ridiculous, like Tango and Cash, we owe up to that. <laughs> but you know, we do enjoy it. But we, I love Tango and Cash out of that passion. movie, and I, I think it's great. I, I think there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are really embracing each film and watching them for the first time after we talk about them yeah. and I, I that's fucking great yeah, yeah and that means a, that means a lot to us and emails saying oh uh, I've never explored this movie or uh, genre before but you guys are getting me into it yeah I kind of I kind of assumed we would be preaching to the choir but, but it feels like we're picking up a lot of new people and uh, we're happy to have you and uh, we're happy none of you have been uh dicks about this yeah we appreciate it um, all right this so, has been so constructive i'm not going to read the third part of my speech where it gets really mean and personal <laughs> i was gonna Thank say God. i was like i'm reading the tone right now and it would come out of nowhere yeah i um it was great uh i so, have memorized it so it is ready to go so if anyone wants to answer this and be buttheads again i'll burn your world to ashes <laughs> do you understand me this is I'll burn it to the ground twice twice in public you told us how to run our show 
So they thrown the, the third time. I will. I we've will. responded with a gentleman's courtesy. Yes. yes, but I just want you to a know, gentleman's chal- challenge us again, and we will bring the fucking fire. Yeah. <laughs> that third strike. You don't want to see that third strike. No, hell no. All right, let's let's break down Blade. Let's Blade! do it. What are the facts? Blade, nineteen ninety eight. This movie, to me, is the birth of the modern superhero genre. Mm-hmm. The the death knell 100%. of the old world. The, the Supermans and the Tim Burton Batmans uh, was in 1997 when the Schumacher Batman and Robin died. Oh, yes. And then so we had a year. They killed it. And then Blade <laughs> came out in 98 and basically made way for X-Men, which made way mm-hmm. for Spider-Man, which made way for Dark Knight. What a weird uh, character to, to lead that charge. What an odd, like, but we, we weren't in the middle it, of, like, the big vampire craze. Like, he was kind of like Iron Man, where he was, like, a second, maybe Blade, like, might fourth, even be a third or fourth, fourth, fourth tier fourth superhero. Tier. Yeah. But they brought this big star on, and, like, just, they present it to you as just, here you go. I think like, that's why it worked. Deal about it. I think that's why it worked, is... It's not a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. There's no capes. There's no origin story. Yes. We meet Blade fully formed. And, and, he, then, and yeah. on the top of his game. Yeah. Like, then, 100% I mean, Whistler basically reads off a file to mm-hmm. Karen about his capabilities. Yeah. And that's why. So you have this superhero movie. You have this world that kind of could only exist in genre mm-hmm. of vampire secret societies yeah. and all this stuff. And they just presented it as, this, uh, as an action movie. Mm-hmm. And it was just like this stealth, you know to go with what we're talking about, the stealth infection. It's very lean, yeah. clean cut. Yeah, look, this, this is how you make a comic book movie work. This is why the X-Men were in black leather instead of yellow spandex. Yeah. You know, this is why the colors of Spider-Man were muted mm-hmm. to kind of a darker blue and red. It's because Blade kind of blazed that trail. Yeah. And um, uh, we're glad we're doing this just to give it its due as, mm-hmm. you know, Avengers makes more money than God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, but it, it, the nice thing is, like, you know, it didn't usher in an era of, like, gritty superhero movies, because it's not, shockingly, not that gritty. No. It's, in general. It, it's kind of lighthearted. There's yeah. a lot of jokes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty lighthearted, but the, the action is fucking Top-notch. great. I mean, we've got, you know, we've got uh, Long Kiss Goodnight in, like, 95, mm-hmm. and then this in 98, and then the Matrix in '99. Yeah. It was a golden era of being able to understand what the fuck was happening on the screen. Yeah, you um, think uh, this made it okay for techno to become a thing in te- the Matrix? Well, as Hell I yeah, yeah, as I said, <laughs> the late '90s were you could listen to techno and still be considered a tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, um, you weren't immediately in that, outed as a wiener kid. Yeah, um, so you this could, you could argue that. Maybe there's there's no origin story. It, it, it opens with a scene, like a flashback, but you don't know what the hell it means yeah. until later. It's not That's, an origin story. I wouldn't I wouldn't consider someone being birthed an origin story because <laughs> we know that we've happened. all been yeah. born. Uh, Certainly, we, there were circumstances. Yeah, we didn't have to waste an entire act watching <coughs> watching the character not be the character. Yeah, like well, watching a kid great. going, "Who am I? Am I a vampire? Who am I?" Careful, Eric. Don't touch that. It's sharp. What is it? It's a blade. No! Oh, oh man. <laughs> Eric, why are you wearing all that black leather? It's just something I feel like I got to do. <laughs> God damn it. We skip that. Yeah. Thank Christ. Yeah. Um, directed by Stephen Norrington, British. Got his start in special effects before transitioning and directing. His last movie 
The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, no. A movie so bad it ended it two careers. His career. Yeah. No, he left the industry. Oh, God. He willingly left? Yeah. And oh. it was also. Or was he answered. publicly shamed? No. No. There was offers for him to do other movies. There was offers for him to do, like, Blade 2 or 3, like, come back. Wow. Like Martin Campbell on the Bond movies. Something. And he goes, no. I don't want to work no. in Hollywood anymore. Something broke him during that movie. Yeah. It was a movie experience. It broke a lot of people. So bad. It ended his career, and it was the last movie Sean Connery did. Oh, God. That's how, that's how bad League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is. If we had a podcast that made fun of movies, that would be episode one for me. Absolutely. <laughs> um, that and Battlefield Earth. So he had lots of close calls. He was supposed to do Ghost Rider before it moved uh, from New Line to Columbia. He was supposed to do Freddy vs. Jason, but Ronnie Yu, who did Fearless, uh, picked it up. And he was supposed to do Clash of the Titans, but Louise Letier. Ended up doing it. Uh, special effects wise, he worked on Aliens and Alien Three, and then he worked on TV series inside uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop. He knew oh. his shit. Yeah. And then um, I'm actually shocked there weren't more weird puppets. Weird. Well, not weird puppet. I guess I there was just about to, to think puppets. though. I was about to say I, I, I'm shocked that they didn't do more weird things with the vampires. But there are two very standout practical effect moments in this movie that I are done so fucking well I kind of forgot about them. Uh you have uh what's the name of the fat one? Pearl. Pearl and then oh, you yeah, have Burt Donald yeah. Logue who looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it turns out Guillermo del Toro is going to do more puppet shit in Blade 2. Yeah. So uh David Goyer wrote it. Hollywood's go-to comic book guys as long as it's not part of the mar- proper Marvel universe. Yeah. Uh his first movie was Kickboxer 2: The Road Back. Yes. He did a couple Weird. Puppet Masters. He did The Crow: City of Angels. Nice. He wrote Dark City, which I really like. That movie is fucking awesome. Watch the director's cut but have it on mute for the first 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um he did Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. for Fox, starring The Hoff. Oh, God. He did all the Blades, including the series, and he directed Trinity, the third one. No. He, he's, he was on all of the Batmans, but only got a story credit on two and three. Yeah. I heard Nolan might have locked him out of the room for two. That might be true. Uh, he wrote Call of Duty Black Ops 1 and 2, Man of Steel, uh, Constantine the TV Show, Da Vinci's Demons, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and apparently he's writing Metal Gear Solid. The film? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, Goyer does, I don't know, he's like 50-50 for me. He, like... Yeah, he's... That, that is, that is a hit his name, list. I his name is either a death kiss or, like, a guarantee. Yeah, like, quality. I don't it's automatically trust tell. it, but I know how great it can be. Yeah. I'm like, this is yeah, hard to that's tell. That's a great point, Nick, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this will be amazing or terrible well it'll get made and yeah. there's potential that he'll pull everyone fan like a bunch of fantastic people together to make mm-hmm. it on his name alone but Maybe you know we'll, sometimes he doesn't <laughs> sometimes you get a sometimes you get a blade and sometimes you get a man of steel <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you get dark city Listen, first 30 minutes man of steel the kryptonian stuff loved it well good Good, because they're making that a TV series. Yeah. Making a TV show called Krypton. I don't like it. Keep going. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Wesley Snipes, martial artist since the age of 12. 15th. It fifth, shows. Fifth Dan Black Belt in Shotokan Karate, and a second Dan Black Belt in Hapkido, which I, t- I have a brown belt in. I took Shotokan. Good for you. It's Korean wrestling. Discovered in a karate championship uh, competition at age 23. Wait, was he really? Yeah. He was discovered at a... <laughs> car- Fuck, I didn't know that. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Lots of TV until Spike Lee wanted him to do a small role and do the right thing. Turned it down to be Willie Mays Hayes in Major League. No! Yes! Good what? career move? Is that... Is it? I guess. 
I love Willie Mays Hayes. I love that movie. What? He turned down Do the Right Thing? Did Cuba? Cuba get get his role? No, they said it was a smaller role, so I don't think it was one of the leads. I think if he could have been Cuba, he probably would have been in it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. That is funny. Wow. Do you guys remember Skinny Wesley Snipes? I, no, that's I weird do, to yes. think about. And he did no karate in that movie. Yeah, Very he little did, karate. He did zero jitsing in Major League. Unless uh, there's some cut scenes that we don't know about. Yeah, there might be. So, yeah, him and Tom Bergeron. He karate's <laughs> guys while Tom... Tom Tom Birkin uh, covers him as a sniper for the movie Sniper One Through Four. Oh my God! Mm. Um, so he went to jail for not paying his taxes. Yes, and that's why he couldn't be in Expendables One because they shot overseas mm-hmm. and they wouldn't. Apparently, they would have let him shoot the first one as long as he didn't leave the country. Weird. I guess he oh. thought he was a flight risk. <laughs> like, well, like, he was yeah, on no, passenger no. fifty-seven. No, you can't do this movie with all of your friends and make a lot of money. As long as it's in the U.S. like And as long as you pay your taxes first. That's a weird rule. He was in uh, King of New York with Christopher Walken, which is amazing. New Jack City, which is amazing. White Men Can't Jump, which is amazing. Passenger 57, which is amazing. Boiling Point, which is amazing. Rising Sun with Shaw Connery, which is amazing. Demolition Man, which is my favorite movie. Drop Zone, which was okay, but there's a riot at King's Island I'm afraid to go on. To Wong Thu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, where he was in drag with John Leguizamo and Swayze. Is that amazing? Yes. <laughs> and he kicked off the Undisputed series, starring our friend and hero, Scott Atkins. Ah, what a beautiful Facial man. Facial hair chameleon. Next up, all-time great human being, Chris Christopherson. Oh, Ooh, man. I share a birthday with... I share a birthday with, with Pop-Tarts. Weird. Yeah. Okay, keep going. <laughs> we don't even need to explore that. Let's go. <laughs> he wrote Sunday Morning Coming Down. That's a good-ass song. That's a good mm-hmm. song. He was a very good musician and thick in that scene. Me and Bobby scene. McGee. Mm-hmm. He was best friends with Johnny Cash. Yeah. I was like, re- reading your life story. peaks he there. He kept going. Yeah. Did he fly a helicopter to Johnny Cash's uh, residence? To give him, him a song. Yeah. 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 If you would like to know more about Chris Christopherson, please watch the Drunk History Music of America <laughs> episode. Because John yeah. Daly as Chris Christopherson is amazing. He's a, he's a guy that you should definitely take some time out of your day to learn, to learn, about. A, learn a little bit about. Because he's lived a fucking life. But here's some quick stuff. He founded a Southern California Rugby League, joined the Army where he completed Ranger School and learned how to fly helicopters. He was in, he's in Dolphin Tail 1 and 2. Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? Is that amazing? The criminally underrated Payback with Melly Gibsons. I love that movie. Big Top Pee Wee. Yeah. A Star is Born, and All Three Blades, despite dying at the end of this one. <laughs> yeah, I okay. I, we'll talk about that later, because I, I was very, he, he shoots himself in this movie, and then I was like, I swear to God he's in two. He is. I swear to fucking God No, it opens with Blade tracking down where they're keeping That's him what and torturing I thought. him. You know what? I'm glad that yeah. whatever. No, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. No, if anything, it was a mistake to kill him in three. Yeah. And replace him with Ryan Reynolds. Ew. <sighs> Um, oh, I like Ryan well, Reynolds. Just, just it, not in Blade Three. Deadpool's the perfect movie for him. Let him. Let yeah, him I love that. Ryan Reynolds. Just not in Blade Three or yeah. Green Lantern. Yeah, Deadpool or, is literally the rom-coms. best. Where he can talk and be sassy. If they let Deadpool talk, they will. They will. <laughs> I like saw the test X-Men footage. X Men Origins. <laughs> where they replaced him at the end with Those. Scott Atkins. Stephen Dorff. Have any facial hair? In there. <laughs> That's why we couldn't recognize him. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Dorff, our villain, Deacon Frost, he got pretty Jackson's blade. Yeah. he. You know what, though? He he's to. a perfect 90s villain in this. He yeah. is such a little shit. 
I'm fucking. I mean, he. Finally, I love him in this movie. He finally got healthy thanks to e-cigarettes. <laughs> And is able to pack he on. Looks masks. like a dude that Egg. smokes e-cigarettes. He is fucking great in this movie. He was in Public Enemies with Johnny Depp, and he was in uh, The Iceman, which is very good with Michael Shannon. Replaced yeah. that Russian hitman. Um, he had three music video appearances: Aerosmith's "Crying" yes. as boyfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I love that movie. Britney Spears that movie? every time <laughs> that video. <laughs> Britney Spears every time as boyfriend. The, oh God! And in Limp Biscuits, Rollin' as himself. <laughs> <laughs> Playing out like a day in his life, and right, he's just listening it. to. We can't. I can't. I can't even. I can't even get into discussion of that. <laughs> I, I can't believe that he didn't play you Fred Durst's boyfriend. You don't want to talk about Roland, Roland, Roland. Why did the boyfriend streak end with the Limp Bizkit video? <laughs> I don't get it. God, that's a very. Nice I also love that he was. Stable. He was. He okay. I can't say this enough. He's a perfect '90s villain. And that is perfectly encapsulated by how good of friends he apparently was with the band Limp Biscuit. But that's just it. If you're the boyfriend in a Limp Biscuit video, mm-hmm. you're going to be a douche, and your girl's going to get stolen by Wes or uh, DJ Lethal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they were probably just like, just come in and be yourself, and just throw bows in front of the camera like everybody God else. Damn it. Uh, that's my go-to. We got to watch that video after we're gone. After we're done with this, well, it's definitely going to be posted to the uh, blog. <laughs> Stay on high alert. Oh, okay. uh, Karen Jensen is uh, in Boucher Wright. She hasn't yeah. done a lot since Blade. No, I looked her up. She's so hot in this movie. <laughs> and I don't know why she is very in stuff. shape. Yeah. She did play Calvin's girlfriend in Chappelle's Whack Arnold sketches. <sighs> and then she guest started a bunch of TV shows. But um, yeah, I don't know why she didn't do more. Yeah, I don't know. She She's sort of <laughs> killing the half shirts in this. Yep. God. Fucking A, it. man. And then. Our spiritual hero. Yes. yes. A man who, we haven't discussed it, but I feel you guys are going to be pretty receptive mm-hmm. when I say we should make him the fourth permanent host of Climax. Yeah. I'm Mr. Okay Donnell Logue. Oh, Donnell? God. He's Is it so Donnell good. or Donald? Donald? I, I think it's Donald. It's Donald, Donald Logue. Logue. It's Irish. So how it, would you say that with an Irish? Yeah, I've definitely only heard it. Donald Logue. Donald Logue. Donald Logue. He's Pro- so fucking great. Easily the best pure actor in this movie. Yeah. He's currently on Gotham and Vikings. Seek out Terriers. It's a one season wonder, and it is excellent Holy television. Fuck Terriers, Terriers is so is good. good. Oh, I gotta rewatch that. Shit, that he has good. been around forever. Apparently, since the I also 90s. loved Worked um, steadily. What was it? Grounded for Life. Mm-hmm. That show mm-hmm. was fucking good. That was good. He, That's a funny ass show. He plays a Viking king. Also, uh, he's in Gettysburg. Yeah, let's let's talk about the the range of Donald Donald Logue. He he definitely is like okay. I love him first and foremost as a comedy guy, but he really kills it. In drama, and just fucking acting. Later, mm-hmm. later, later. His like terriers. Even though he like has like a great com- that show has a great comedic streak in it, which is why yeah. it's perfect in it. But he shit gets real. His range is mm-hmm. amazing, and he, he's perfect for this role in this movie. He's, he's playing a like a yeah. the, the douchey real shit dick, shitty uh, henchman I from think, the beginning. I think this was our first uh, experience for like his first big thing. Mm. It's definitely my first uh, time seeing him, but 
Yeah, at that time is just like a secondary character. It's uh, it's not the first time I've seen. He's him. got when a I, great. It, when I read a list, you're going to realize which movie I saw him in. I will well, say this, but he, the first time I recognized him as like a lead actor was uh, the Tao of Steve. Yeah, that movie's the Tao of Steve. Great. That yeah. that's great when you're an ugly fat guy mm-hmm. in your early twenties. That that movie, movie is really get, amazing. The movie really got me through some stuff. Um, but I was going to say he also this is one of he has one of my favorite running gags in probably Been any blamed. action movie ever <laughs> or he just in that he keeps getting his, horribly <laughs> he keeps getting his fucking arm chopped off which i think is such a fu- it's such a great runner for this yeah blade had ample opportunities to kill him yeah and decided not to <laughs> yeah because he just fucked him up every time because he truly was the wily e. coyote to blade but it's runner. really cool because they they made it, it in doing that it, it was a great running gag and joke but it was also it really showed how powerful these beings are mm-hmm. in terms of like he you got to see him regenerate yeah. multiple times throughout the movie so you're like okay these guys are pretty fucking resilient <laughs> Even he's though Blade's just murking him. And he's a fucking right. trier. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. He also shouldn't. Yeah. He, and you can... The best thing is you see his reluctance to try on multiple <laughs> occasions. He's no, like... I didn't read that. I didn't see that at all. Except for... Well, there's time where, like, Deacon's like, bring him into me alive. He's like... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. Oh, what? come on, man. Come on. No, like... No, because he really wanted to kill him. It's every not like single, he's backing off. Every single time he saw Blade, he's like, I'm going to fuck you up this time. <laughs> Like he had utter faith that that no no yeah Blake oh, kicks yeah. his ass nine times out of we're ten gonna, we're but gonna, this is ten yeah we're gonna yeah. fuck him up make him hurt bad make yeah. him hurt bad fuck you up <laughs> make him hurt awesome. bad I love it I'm gonna be naughty I'm gonna be a naughty in the club he's doing great he okay so the scene where he's getting he's making out with one chick and the other one's blowing him yeah. What's up with that black guy sitting next to him, just observing? I don't know. He should have left the couch. <laughs> yeah, you need you need to go, bro. Yeah, you got to get out of there. You need to go. If you'd like to stay in this area, have your back to me and block other people. At from the very watching. least, give me an arm's length. Yeah, <laughs> the dude's like sprawled out. Yeah, like, he's like right there. He's like, yep, this is standard. Is standard the implication day. that he is the pimp? Or one of their boyfriends, and he's like, "No, that's cool, man. If Quinn wants my girl. I gotta, I gotta give her it's just up." It's gonna happen, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the situation thumbs. is, but he, uh, fucked up. It just in my mind, it's just the vampire world is just a constant orgy. Yeah, and people are just like, "Yeah, well, someone's getting head beside me. It's not not a big deal." Part of being a vampire. <laughs> yeah, this is the this life is I chose. It. Yeah, it's not a big deal. So, uh, Donald oh, Logue, um, Gettysburg, three ninjas knuckle up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is what That's I first the first saw. movie. <laughs> yep. Jerry Maguire, The Thin Red Line, The Patriot, Ghost Rider, oh, yeah. The Dow of Steve, Max Payne, and Charlie St. Cloud. Charlie St. Cloud. I forgot that he was in fucking uh, in The Patriot. Yeah, he He's starts off racist Scott. and then changes yeah. his mind. Yeah, yeah. And, and learns to love black yeah, he people. He hates the guy that joins them. He's the literally he's them. literally America. He just uh didn't take a uh, 250 years. Yeah, to he was ahead of the curve. Like black people. <laughs> he was ahead of the curve. <laughs> he did I it in a it. number of weeks. He respected um, him. Come play catch. Come play battle. catch with the ghost of your brother, Charlie. Oh no, we're done with that. <laughs> I don't want to talk Cloud. about it. Okay, so Blade was created by Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan in 1973. Marv Wolfman also co-created Bullseye, Nova, and Black Cat. Mm-hmm. He relaunched the Teen Titans in the 80s. The only book that kept pace with X Men at the height of its powers, creating Starfire, Cyborg, and Beast Boy. Mm. He wrote Crisis on Infinite Earths, streamlining 50 years oh, yeah. of DC continuity relaunching the universe, killing Barry Allen and Supergirl, and is probably ground zero for the modern crossover. It 100% is. <laughs> On his way out, one of the last things he did at DC was he created the third Robin, Tim Drake. Wow. Which became the Red Hood. 
That's fucking awesome. That guy, yeah. they no Red Robin. Oh, I thought, oh I'm Hood. sorry. I'm sorry. Jason Todd's Red Hood. Yeah, you're right. Red Robin's awful. So I re- I rescind that. It's not a great costume. No, it's not a great restaurant. It's, a, it's also a terrible just character. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Hold on. I always forget he's out there whenever he shows up and like a because Scott Snyder likes to uh, like bring in the the Bat Family, which yeah. I respect. Uh, but Red Robin's awful. <laughs> terrible name. Terrible costume. I don't know what he's fucking doing. Out I want to I want to I want to talk to Nick about this Red Robin being a terrible restaurant. <laughs> There's one in Evansville. It's one of the few places you can get a yolk with a uh, an egg with a soft yolk oh, on your that burger. Is true. Yeah, and they do the yard of onion rings. Ooh, I love right. that. My, my shit. statement is recounted. A, I just wanted to acknowledge that it was a restaurant. <laughs> it's a goddamn ziggurat and a testament to my heart disease. Oh, oh we're all gonna die of heart disease. <laughs> yes, in this we are. Room. God, I'm pumped <laughs> about it. Is it gonna get quiet? You know what? I think I feel, sometimes I feel my. I can't tell if it's a tightness in my chest from you know the gym or my heart. <laughs> Probably it's hard both. to tell. It might be both. Probably both. It's probably your heart straining from the terrible exercise you put it through. It's probably the exercise oh, and I'm the gonna, booze. I'm gonna need some booze to quell that fire. Yeah, <laughs> a little beer will put that fire. I'm gonna out. need. I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to slow this thing down. <laughs> Gene Colan worked on Cap, Doctor Strange. He's mostly known for Daredevil, and would probably be the Daredevil artist if uh, Frank Miller didn't uh, come in with uh, David Musichelli. I can't remember but, his but, name. But, he co-created the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Huh. He's Which the, is batshit crazy and not good. Takes place in the 30th century, and they're all yeah. terrible designs. Super terrible. He co-created the Falcon, uh, and he had a I great. <laughs> he had a great run on uh, Batman in the 80s, and then uh, so the comic book Blade's powers come from Deacon Frost attacking his mother during childbirth in 1929's London. Oh, uh, that's a weird. Yeah, gi- giving him uh, not 1967. Nope, giving him uh, giving him uh, slowed down aging. And he's immune to vampire bites, but otherwise he was human. Mm-hmm. Oh, trained, yeah, like he didn't have powers. Trained in combat and music by a musician slash vampire hunter. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Um, he, his original oh, powers also don't make like sense for Chris Christopherson to play. Uh, yeah. That's Wow, that's funny. Anyway. Slow down why I play you a tasty lick. <laughs> his original power set also include the ability to sense, sense supernatural creatures. And in the comics, he had a running feud with Dracula, but they could never quite finish each other off. Oh, that's too bad. Um, eventually got super uh, physical, you know, uh, speed, power, yeah. healing. And I prefer that version. After getting bit by Morbius, the living vampire. God damn it. LL Cool J Morbius was attached to this. <laughs> Can I just say something? Morbius is the worst. Yeah, because he had the that's one of my. That's one of my least favorite characters in anything. It's ever. a terrible design, He's and a it's a dumb name. He looks dumb as fuck. Yeah, with the fucking disco coke nose. Uh, the vampire disco coke nose. No, him and Man Pat. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> just go with Dracula. Just, or don't write a vampire story. I, yeah, I'm just <laughs> done with it. It's just fucking dumb. Um, LO Cool J was attached to this for the longest time, which would have wow. been terrible. Yeah. God, that would have been weird. Just Blake constantly licking his lips. Ew. Oh, also, just like, he... There would be no kung fu in this. It was nearly a spoof. Really weird. It was near. It was written and presented to New Line as a spoof. No, that yeah. would have sucked. What would have been? Oh, that would have sucked. That, like I don't know. Yeah, well, that's it's not the like there. I guess vampire movies, but or there wasn't like a plethora of. It, but the comic book movies have already become spoofs, which is why yeah, I think Batman that's why they're, they're going to do Batman and Robin, and then yeah. when that failed spectacularly. They let they listen to David Goyer's let's pitch knock about what the, if we took this seriously? Yeah, let's <laughs> knock the the fucking camp out. And of And apparently, there's a Blade anime, which is probably terrible. Who knows? It's, I have no idea. It's probably definitely bad. 
right. The X-Men anime was shitty. Yeah, that was bad. Okay, so... Blade opens on a bummer. Pregnant woman dies. Yeah. What's <laughs> a bummer? Does she? Oh. She does, because vampires are technically undead. There will be tricks. Yeah. There will, there be, will tricks. be tricks. There, there will, will be, be tricks. <laughs> That's also what I was going to explore. I, I don't think they go deep enough, because they explain zombies at some point in this. Do yeah. they, though? Yeah. It's yeah. when a vampire bite goes bad. Yeah. They, oh, don't, okay. they, you, they think that they drained you, but they leave just enough for you to turn into like a decomposed vampire. Sometimes it goes wrong. Yeah. Mm. Which I thought was pretty fucking cool in the fact that they just kind of one-off yeah. say it. In that moment, I, I dig it. <laughs> it's creepy but then voice. when they try yeah. to explain mummies Garen? and stuff, Karen, 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 we'll get to that. Do you yeah. ever think about? We'll get to what that. we could have been. Yeah, that's a great callback. Uh, so Lem from the Shield and ex illegal porn star Tracy Lords go to a secret rave at a meatpacking plant. Yeah, they advertise Standard. her name a lot. In this. Yeah, that's weird. When she's in only in the opening scene, I, and he's got the stupid backward goon cap. Yeah, he looks like a complete dickhead. So Ish. when those were popular, all of my friends had one, and I wanted one of course he did and my parents very wisely said if you want that hat you have to pay for it yourself yes and because they did. saw eric cahill every day <laughs> no oh i thought you were gonna oh, say okay. they're gonna make you wear it forward <laughs> no no because my parents my parents they were like you have to buy it mm-hmm. and my dad was like and i will make fun of you every time you wear it god bless him <laughs> if my family calls their shot they're like we're gonna make fun of you for this you're done you have to take that seriously yeah because yeah. it, it would have gone forever oh man um so to yeah i never day. had one i never had one of those hats but I, I really I, wanted one when I was in, like, fifth grade. I bought one in Chinatown. Do you wear it all the time? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I might have thrown it away at some point. I wear those constantly forward, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't wear it backwards. I'm not a dick. <laughs> I will say, in the 90s, I did... There was a brief... Uh, Beret face? No, <laughs> no, 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 no! But it was, it was like... The I mi- want to jump out of window. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> All right, sorry about that, folks. We had to take a break after Nick's stunning revelation. Listen, it was a couple times. Uh, my, hold on. I you kept trying to make it better. You're like, no, no, no. It was like military style. Yeah, it's, it was it like the, the French one. It was the... Uh, I, yeah. was like, I was like Sylvester Stallone and Demolition Man. Yeah. It was. It's not better. Listen, it was part of a soccer team uniform. Did you know? It was called The Force. Did you want to make your high school years harder? No, it was actually my brother's, but I took the bread, and then I was like, oh, these are cool, so I ordered some off. Uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> were you actively trying to make your high school years rougher on yourself? How do you keep digging this hole deeper? It, no, it, it was part of a soccer uniform. It wasn't even mine, but I ordered more off the internet. Like, how do you keep, how do you keep finding a basement to we, this rock bottom? We got to... We gotta Listen. move on. We gotta move. Up. No, I don't want, I'm, I'm literally stopping this conversation. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more about it. I'm gonna need never bring it up again. I never want to hear about it. <laughs> I'm it this it. this can forever remain a climax mystery. <laughs> I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, like how you wanted to explain yourself. This is gonna be recorded on the internet forever. Yeah. Let's just not even talk about it. I don't think there are photos, so it never existed. <laughs> anyway, let's keep moving. <laughs> I don't even know where we were. Well, the worst part is, is my next note is, real talk, I went through a techno phase <laughs> in high school, and I wanted that DJ's headlight rig. Oh, that was, that was a cool rig. So bad. I want to talk about how fucking cool this sequence is as an intro. Mm-hmm. I think Great it's so fucking intro. cool. I have, like, once the spring, like, watch this, I'm like, man... First of all, my mind would not have gone to Vampire Rave. And no. then if I would have gone to Vampire Rave, I would not have thought of Blood Sprinklers. 
Which oh. is a great uh, intro to this fucking movie. I like the details. Like later in the club, you see that there were apparently meat hooks everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, they the they club. see yeah. them in the slaughterhouse when he's going in. Don't so they that move looks it? almost like bodies. Yeah, there's a bunch of they're moving a bunch of bodies around in the slaughterhouse, which is why that guy's like, "What the fuck?" He just wants puss so bad yeah, that yeah. he's just like, "Oh, cadavers." You see, this is <laughs> this would never work on me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm constantly questioning why a woman wants to yeah. fuck me. Because if a woman like that came <laughs> on to me in that way, yeah, I'd be then, like, she's obviously taking me to a blood rave. And the, yeah, and then when I saw the cadavers, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm out, man. I gotta go. I gotta I gotta get out of here. We're we're out of here. Uh, so, no, I like packed club. They would I, never trick me playing techno. I would have been like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah no. Maybe you want to go talk? Do you want to go to like a cup of coffee and just get to know each other? <laughs> Okay, I got I gotta go. You wanna go look yeah. at the stars here in um, L.A.? <laughs> Are they in L.A.? Let's yes. talk about this because I did not think they were in L.A. It's I have clearly no idea. downtown skyline, but and they're six, on the Sixth Street Bridge. Six, yeah, Sixth Street Bridge. No one is downtown. I know that's why I mean, the vampires. Now, that's, now, why the, that's why the vampires could take the it over. The worst part is that now it people are downtown, but when this movie was shot, no one was downtown. That's why the vampires wanted it. I just assumed they were shooting. There's a line down. where they say they had they owned half of it. Yeah, but they never say the city because you know you you don't have to because you know you're in L.A. Okay, well that's not the L.A. I know. That's the whole <laughs> thing. Is they're like here's iconic L.A. skyline, and it's like. Yeah, I guess. Because they're vampires. They don't want to be where there's a ton of people. Oh, whatever. They want to be where they can pick people off. Anyway, the point is is that they very clearly label where he is at the end of the movie. So you know he's not in L.A. anymore. (laughs) It just looked like they were, like, I was watching, I was like, oh, they're clearly shooting downtown L.A. for New York. No. Whatever. I don't care. Nope. All right. Well, opening sequence is fantastic. It was amazing. I like, uh, (laughs) I like the jump shifts and the cuts as the characters kind of move instantly within the frame. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it lends them, like, a sense of motion and power and unpredictability. Like, the vampires in this... Like a strobe light effect? Yeah, the, that staccato where they move, mm-hmm. and they're suddenly not where they were. Mm-hmm. The vampires in this are truly beyond anyone else except Blade. Yeah. And they do a really good job of making him, like, the only hope. Yeah. Like, Chris Christopherson can show up with guns, but... If and a they bomb get bag. close, yeah, he's, he's dead. He's dead. And they do a really good job of making us understand that, which mm-hmm. is great because it makes Blade look so much better. But back to Blade's intro. So <clears throat> the rave happens, and the, there's blood. He's cornered. He's a fucking animal. He's yeah. a rabbit surrounded by wolves. And then pan up, black leather and body armor, and everyone backs the fuck away. They, oh, I love that everyone's he's like covered a, in blood. I love that he's blood, a myth. except for him. Yeah. yeah, that's what I love about it. it's kind of Batmany in that like you know they're all like oh fuck he's real yeah, he's the boogeyman oh, no and it, this fight scene is fucking amazing well so they do a really good job of making vampires in this movie like making that world look very tempting yeah like you know like sure you know I, live forever yeah. and just no consequences rave yeah and fuck mm-hmm. and, and just be beautiful for the rest yeah of your life and it's like you know Dracula it's like mm-hmm. you gotta sleep in dirt. And the Twilight Vampires, yeah. you have to pretend you're brother and sister with the person you're yeah. fucking. I Just guess. have a rich nightlife. <laughs> yeah, about it. But like this, like make like why would you want to be prey when you could be mm-hmm. a predator like these yeah. guys? It does an amazing job. And then all of those people with all that power and access and ability are terrified of Blade, mm-hmm. and it instantly sets the tone for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Absolutely. And he just cuts through them like butter. <laughs> yeah. And then since it's the first comic book movie of this modern era it literally it literally is the first member of the current genre 
you know, they borrow a bit from action movies. Yeah. But he always does that bit from uh, classic westerns where he brushes the jacket away from his hip yeah. so he can reach his sidearm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it instantly kind of you, – you get a ton of information from the way he stands. He's not like ready. His hands are at his side. He's very relaxed. And then he just brushes his jacket away from his hip on his – He's so pretty cash like about yeah. murdering vampires. And it, 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 it borrows, or, or it, like a pose with his sword, like down in the ground after making a like, yeah, the, the samurai. Like it's the it borrows it borrows the visual language of a lot of other movies to kind of kickstart yeah. the genre. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a very effective first fight scene. Yeah, it's great. Uh, let's discuss my favorite part of the fight: <laughs> the fist pump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> When he pins Donald Logue, uh, Quinn, to the fucking wall, and he does the fucking fist pump, like, it is authoritative, and also still kind of casual, but exuberant. Yeah. Like, like it's a, it's the most joy that he shows in the whole movie, I Like, think. okay, so... It's dur- not like a pump, like, oh, I can't believe I did that. No, it's just... Like, no, he's, like, pumped. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was weird. But, like, okay, so before that like, moment... Like, he thought he was gonna miss. Yeah, like, before that moment, he shotguns and machine guns so many vampires. Mm-hmm. He stakes a guy to the ceiling. He does the shotgun uppercut to Tracy Lords yeah. and blows her head off. He does that awesome move where he throws it like a stick at somebody's feet. Yeah. And then he fights <laughs> oh, off... And that. he fights off, like, 20 of uh, Donald Logue's That's dudes. how you know that he's fucking with this guy. <laughs> like, he, he has no intention to kill him. Yeah. Throughout this entire movie, until that he's never, last he's never where he authoritatively cuts his head off. Yeah, like just catch But he does all this amazing stuff, and he's still pumped that he stapled a guy to a <laughs> yes, wall. Like, that's why I think he's fucking with that guy. He's fucking with Quinn so bad. I love that, and I love the smile where he holds up the the knife ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then throws it. <laughs> he just knows I'm gonna. He's like, oh, you idiots! Are you really gonna line up like that? He's so awesome that. In Act Three, the bad guys stop for a moment to talk about how awesome he is. He's got this thing where like oh, he yeah, throws the shit the and he catches the sword behind his back. Yeah, it's like they're like, that. we're in over our head. <laughs> God damn it! Moment. So um, where do we go from here? And I know we're supposed to hate him. Yeah, I would kick it with douchebag uh, Donald Logue. Oh all yeah, I'd hang I would out hang out with Quinn. Dude loves non-stop. life. Yeah, man, I, I would love it. He's like a guy for an undead. Go, he loves life. You would go to a fucking dive bar with him, and he'd be like, he seems like a guy that'd be like, I'm gonna show you the night of your fucking life. Yeah, he he's like, I want to make sure you're having a good time. I'm definitely gonna have a great time, but I want to make sure you're on my fucking. He's gonna level. walk. He's gonna walk over with his arm around with each arm around a chick and just hand you one and hand him over. And he goes, "I'm going back in. I'm going in. Get him, I'll, I'll get two of my own, man. Reload. I'll get two of my own. But yeah, he's like one of those dudes that you like day to day. Probably a fucking great dude to chill. You with. would. You would. You would have to lose all contact with him yeah. as soon as you were in a serious relationship mm-hmm. slash got married. And the only one that has sense to duck when a uh, boomerang blade is thrown out. <laughs> yeah, the old knife ring. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he is the best that Deacon has to offer. He, he truly is the wily e. Coyote to Blade's Roadrunner. <laughs> and, and when he Blade finally loves does it, though, he loves it. He, he, <laughs> he was probably bummed that he had to murder him yeah. at the end of the movie because yeah. he would but, I mean, rather. He, just... had, he had shit to do. He had a real threat. Yeah. He was like, all right, I can't fuck with this oh, guy. Blood anymore. God. I gotta deal with the blood god. Fuck with that. Sorry, Quinn. Bums me out. I have to do this. You'd, you'd have really gotten along with Whistler. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. They would have been best friends. They would 100 percent been. Sorry, best Blade. Friends. I got a new Blade now. I like how he stops to check Lem yeah. after he staples and sets fire to Donald Logue. Like, yeah, he literally. Just willingly, blindingly murdered everyone he encountered. Yeah, and then he finally stops to check the one human. Oh, yeah. Well, then, but then also kind of leaves him to take the rap. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the police take one look at this guy, and there's and like, like, there's you, no way you probably didn't yeah. murder. You probably didn't. Uh, set backwards, this guy on fire. Well, backwards, goon hat. No, this guy did nothing. First off, there's no bodies there except for Quinn. Yeah, everything else is dust. Okay. Which I think, in theory, makes it more believable that oh. he might have done it. Also, the know. the firefighters were super casual about putting out a man stake to the yeah, wall. Yeah, it's on just fire. like ah, we see this every day. Out. All right, they fucking downtown LA. God damn it! <laughs> well, they said the the vampires own the police. Yeah, so they were probably so like, maybe they're just this casually, was definitely they're like, Yeah, we deal with this shit all the time. This is definitely what are you gonna do. Get out of here, white boy. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. You didn't um, do shit. But I think that the fucking um, the next part where. He, where Quinn wakes up in the fucking morgue. Scared that part is out of me. fucking cool. The first and, time I saw that, it and that me the up. practical effects and what he looks like running around that fucking hospital—that's fucking scary. Yeah, and it's an amazing way to really show you, like once again, like I was saying, Quinn getting fucked up. It is an amazing way to show you how resilient the vampires are and how hard it is. It, to kill how them. impossible it would literally be impossible to murder them if you are a normal human. Let alone, and even Blade has difficulty with certain ones, mm-hmm. and you have to like you have to kill them in a very specific way. Like it, it really sets the tone of your like. Okay, everyone's in fucking trouble. You know, Deacon was right. We should be their food. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't they <laughs> Honestly, in charge? Yeah, they should be in charge. He take and it, me and over. And it does, and it does make that even more believable when he's like, "Why do we hide in shadows?" And you're like, as a viewer, you're like. Yeah, honestly, why yeah. do you hide in shadows? I don't fucking get it. Why aren't I cleaning your toilet? Yeah, like, I don't. I don't understand why we're not all your daytime slaves. Um, for a while, three was going to be in the future. Like Blade disappeared, and then the vampires yeah. took over. Fuck that. So cool. Blade, old Blade, had to come back and lead like a Spartacus style rebellion. Oh, I would have loved that. That would have been so much cooler than. And Trinity. I think they need to do it. Ooh, <laughs> they can I still do it. it. Oh, with old Wesley Snipes now. Yep. Fuck yes. yes. Seen him grow oh, a spotty shit. beard. The oh, last yes. movie, the last movie cannot be Trinity. No. It's not okay. No, they should bring him back. They, oh god. He should have as many movies as James Bond. Oh my god. Let's do it. <laughs> um Oh, here's the new blade. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we meet we meet our uh, We meet our uh, female lead, Karen Jensen. And uh, her ex-boyfriend, a grown man with a Justin Bieber haircut. Ew, he's gross. <laughs> he had zero chance of surviving this movie. I didn't expect him to die in scene one. No, I didn't think he'd die immediately. But he, there's no way he was making it out of this oh, movie. No. Hell no. Cannon fodder written all over that one. Um, and then, look, can, let's take a moment to discuss in honor the opposite of the poor SAP award. The smartest security guards in movie history. Oh, they run away. Who shoot Blade three times. He goes, motherfucker, are you out of your minds? And then they leave. They immediately understand they they can't stick around. They cleared out. Yeah, it was. It was the smartest mooks ever. Yeah. Well, I guess that was my favorite line where he's so annoyed that they shot him. Yeah. He's inconvenienced. Here's the thing. They they didn't know he was supernatural. I mean, weird, yeah. But they shot him in the bulletproof vest. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, we can't stop him. Better bail." <laughs> Honestly, I'm not. Well, after a man resists like six slugs to the chest, true, and then insults me, I'm probably not going to like really train my sight to try to blow him in the fucking yeah. head. It's not I'm even, gone. It's not even an insult. Yeah, it was a dismissal. Yeah, it wasn't even. Yeah, he he wasn't. He also, I He's love like, that he wasn't like, get away for your safety. He just was, he was motherfucker, shit. are you, you damn mind? <laughs> he was shocked at the and audacity. Then, and they're immediately like, no, we're not. No, we'll go. We're going to leave. <laughs> we're going to leave and let you scoop up this woman. I'm not going to try to stop you. Pardon us, Sir Blade. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, the, sm- the opposite of the poor Sap Award. Yeah. 
They got it immediately. They immediately were like, well, this is beyond us. I don't, I don't get paid what enough do we, what do we as call a that? hospital security guard to get murdered by a man with a sword. Do, do they get a Boy Scout badge? Is I think we should call it like the, the... No, they get their fucking lives. <laughs> I think we should call it the, the Mook Genius Grant. <laughs> Shit. Genius scholarship. Wow. Go, live, raise your average All you children. All you can do is just leave, <laughs> escape. Yeah, the, the grant is just your life. Yeah, because you're smart enough to le- escape with your life. Yeah, <laughs> you're just done. And then, so we get a little bit more of Blade being beyond us, where he throws a woman across a city street and then makes the jump himself. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I really like, like, he's really... His 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 dialogue's razor thin. He doesn't really talk that mm-hmm. much. Most of it's kind of underdelivered and, and scowly. So I really like in this movie Snipes' performance, like the over dramatic mm-hmm. physicality. Yeah, like when she her arm is out of socket, he spins around and grabs yeah. her shoulder <laughs> yeah. and poses for a second, yeah, and then I love it. Boom! And like when he opens doors. He braces for a moment. It's like, okay, I got to make this look good. And then throws the doors open. <laughs> but it open. looks so good. I know. Like, they shot it to where it doesn't... Yeah. It, it looks ridiculous. Attention, it doesn't look ridiculous. But he, like, Bruce Lee freezes after he punches people. Yeah. Like, ah! It's yeah. just the coolest thing he's so really, good. He really sells the physicality. He's having it. a great time. He definitely did... I mean, he definitely studied a lot of Bruce Lee movies, obviously, mm-hmm. because I, it's funny that you bring that up, because he does do, like, those, like, like those fucking, like flex freezes and, poses and, stuff. and shit yeah. like that i love it i was gonna His say something are very uh, sturdy that i love i realized after this hospital sequence like i love what i love about this movie and why i think it works for this show especially it like the lack of origin story really allows it to live in, in moment. a moment yep. live like it's like very much we're examining a situation a singular moment and situation in blade's life and it, it's just so much easier to digest like it, it's not like you know the first spider-man which i love but like it spans like five years maybe more you know what i mean like it's not expansive and like it it doesn't build on these relationships like it it, it like it he's just got to work is, his way up to it's be a able slice to jump of, like you the- know you know that he's done a lot of badass awesome shit and face terrible fiends and then this is that one moment it this is the defining moment in a career of badassery where he's like okay well now i have to fight a god and it just gets to live in that moment Mm -hmm. and i i don't you don't have to explain how he got there you just know that this is the fucking foe that he has to face and i love that about this movie you just get to live in the moment live in this like three day period five day period in this guy's life <laughs> i'm okay weekend a long weekend yeah but it like it's not it's not five years of like i got my powers now i know how to use them now now i have a best friend and a love interest and but they don't really like myself me, as a hero oh they're gonna turn against me now and willem dafoe <laughs> what's up with him like i don't know if it's just a consequence of me wanting to be a writer um rare is the film that i can truly just lose myself in mm-hmm. but it's like you know, when I'm sitting there, there's a part of my brain that's always dissecting the movie. It's always breaking yeah. it down. Yeah, and I what I love about Blade uh, from other traditional superhero movies of that distinct genre is um, there's no part of my brain that's going back to Act One and being like, "Oh, he's really changed from that guy he was before he got his powers." No, he's the same guy. He's really changed this. stuff. Yeah, it's like he's fully formed, living in the moment, living mm-hmm. or dying based on his decisions. And I think that is kind of what really pushes us into the action genre, mm-hmm. where it's life or death. You have to make a choice. And You're born a badass, it, yeah. and you in the movie as a badass. Yeah. And maybe you 
make a friend and become slightly softened emotionally. Well, see that happened. But that's it. That happened early. Mm-hmm. Like I got the most, like kind of the I guess the refusal to call or is like you know you know normally on his day to day he would have left that woman. Yeah, she's a lost cause. Yeah, but on this day he f- chose to take her in, bring her mm-hmm. in, and maybe save her. Yeah, that's like I guess the biggest character shift. Well, yeah. that brings me to my next note when we meet Whistler. Yeah, and Whistler's like. He's like, she's been bit. He's like, should have killed her. He knows that <laughs> yeah. he fucked up. And, and he's like, he's like, he's like, I well, I didn't. And we don't waste time <laughs> doing that thing we've seen a thousand times where Whistler's like, well, I think we should kill her. I don't think we should. They trust each other. They yeah. know each other. It's literally They've just moved like, on. It, it's just like, he's just like, you made a shitty decision. He's like, yeah, I fucking know I did. Now Give help her the me. fucking shit. And he's like, okay. And, then just like, and he's like, hey, if by morning she's a vampire. Murder her. Yeah. I'm going to go back to listening to fucking CCR? classic rock in <laughs> now, the back. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to make a ton of noise on this industrial grinder and blast some credence. Yes. Also, I love that they huh? went... See? My, my favorite part too about that is like he's like hold her and then Blade just casually rests a hand on One his hand. stomach. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's it. And then there's uh, <laughs> fuck. And then uh, I think she comes out of it and we have the whole like uh, you know suiting up here's your gear and uh, it has probably my favorite line in the whole movie where he has the, he's like okay I got this flashlight working I got this thing working <laughs> yeah, for you yeah and then he's like it's, it's still heavy and then he's just but like you're so- but you're so big <laughs> but you're so big <laughs> This movie is a one-line factory. Yeah, I, it has, and that's one of the rules of action. You got to have the high quotability. And this movie, I was telling Nick beforehand, I I use a lot of the one-liners from this film more often than I anticipated, and then there are a lot more that I should be using day to day that I am not. But you're so big is so fucking funny. <laughs> that's that's like a that legit made me laugh quote. out loud. <laughs> So good. I mean, there's like, and there's stuff like in the background, like mm-hmm. where someone's like, "Fuck you, boy." He's like, "Fuck me! How about you fuck this?" And he like pulls his gun out to shoot that cop later. And it's like, like fuck there's me. so many good lines they don't even have time to focus on them. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about Just that. Like line. in the background, yeah. So we moved to secret vampire uh, clubhouse where Udo Kier asks how many died, mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted an underling to come in with like a shoebox or a flower vase full of ash and like, yeah, this, this many. <laughs> oh God, a shoebox. That's like 50 people. Can we talk about this club? Two shoe boxes? Oh, wait, no. This is, this is the meeting room. This oh, is, is the it? meeting room with all the okay. heads of the vampire. By the way, do all the vampire houses live in LA? Or are they... I don't know. I think they're spread they, out. But, but they migrate. Like, the main population well, of vampires migrate from city to city? They, they mention That's that, what they mean. They mention that like. in two. Well, no, um, they mention the migration yeah, in one. So that they kind of just surf cities. Yeah. Um, well, if you, I don't know if it's on the Blu-ray, but on the original DVD mm-hmm. back before when they used to put like all kinds of weird shit on the extras, Blade yeah. was one of the first DVDs ever. It was maybe the fifth one I ever owned. Yeah. And so in Blade, Blade Gladiator, Blade Gladiator, The Matrix, Matrix. American Pie, Starship yep. Troopers, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the trio, yeah, and then Fight Club. The fight. Uh, so then. Uh, in it, it talks about the different kinds of vampires and like how the Japanese vampires' eyes glow red all the time, mm-hmm. and that's why they're always wearing sunglasses. Like when you go to the club, mm. and then like the black vampires can like walk through walls, like the ones from Africa what? and stuff. Yeah, and then that's why each one oh, there's that'd kind be of a so distinct. Cool. Yeah. And I, I, I wish they had done I wish it they had in played the series. With that. I wish yeah. they had played with it in the movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but you get the, you get you get Udo Kier just acting his dick off, and then yeah opposite of deacon frost who has the hair of a x games lesbian yes 
Sure. Bangs that sticks up in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games yeah he's fine. But yeah, I definitely wanted someone to walk in and be like, two shoeboxes, <laughs> Frost, your clubs are costing us. Oh, no. These people should I, be our food. The best part is there's with this weird... Uh, <laughs> it just empties it onto the table. <laughs> Everyone just is waving their hand in front of their mouth. Oh, no, Bill. Oh, God. Oh, I tasted Bill. This was Bill. I... Uh, I I mean I love that they said I feel like we've seen this a million times now but I love the conflict within the bad the, the new school versus the old school and stuff like that I, I think this is one of those Which, movies that that I don't know I, I I it's one of the first movies that I saw that like really maybe telegraphed that conflict between like the the bad guys but uh, I, I I just I like thought that. it was weird that they're natural born vampires I was like what. When this came out, I was like, "What? That's dumb." But but it does make sense. It w- it would be vampire you know, racism. Yeah, yeah. I love vampire it's racism. Cool within uh, yeah, yeah, two vampires, fuck. Yeah, it's gonna be a born <laughs> vampire. Yeah, they're not gonna let their kid get to like nineteen and then bite them. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be born yeah, as a vampire. Um, so then Blade go get goes to get more serum. That's got to be the only holistic medicine place with two black people. In oh, and that's time, right? another example of things not him just living in the character. He shows up to holistic holistic oh, yeah. medica- medicine place, goes to the back, gets the serum, gives him high fives the gives fucking him money and jewelry. He took off yeah, dead vampires, and then he leaves, and you're like, "That was great. I get it. I get yeah. what that is." They didn't explain. It. They're like, "Hey, I'm so and so," and I'm like. Oh, I I make the serum for you. They just did the exchange. They clearly know each other, and that's the fucking end of it. It was great. No, it was awesome. It was it's an established world. This is a lean fucking script. Yeah, I mean, I know it's like a two hour movie, but it's lean as shit. Because there's stuff that's not explained, like the holistic medicine, yeah. and there's just stuff that they just kind of show. I could see, for that- example, Gabe Cash's gun is in Blade's armory. Yeah, there's a revolver with a giant obnoxious sight on it. Yeah, of course, which means. Gabe Cash fell valiantly in the war against the vampires. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so too. Oh man, uh, where's Tango? Oh, to Gabe He's, Cash. Oh, to Gabe Cash and his giant terrible Tango. Gun. Tango was already frozen. Tango's still. Was no, there Tango's also, already frozen? No, Tango's still fighting. No, he's already in cryostasis for demolition, man. Oh, Up next to it, was there a boot? Also on the gun rack. Yeah, the gun boot was there. Too. I wish. <laughs> I wish gun boot was there. Oh. Um. A weapon. Blade I don't even might. know where he landed on gun boot. <laughs> I don't either. We're so drunk. I think everyone switched positions. <laughs> um, so then Karen is let go to uh, to try and live to her life bad. as bait. Yeah. <laughs> and then my next note just says this movie does an incredible job of finding terrible white people for Wesley Snipes to murder. Yeah. Yeah. That little cop is such a little bitch. Yeah. Who doesn't even murder him yeah. then? Like he. he- does like a counterintelligence move where he waits by his car and then yeah. falls out. No, there's and there's again that great physicality that Wesley Snipes brings to this role where they're sitting there and it's nighttime and she's in the passenger seat eating Chinese food. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh she goes, He's not coming back and Blake goes, When you understand the thing, you know what it's capable of. Yeah. And then he runs in and then he smiles immediately <laughs> into a scowl. It was Incredible! I couldn't find that gift. He's just like, eh? <laughs> it was awesome. I, uh, Wesley Snipes smiling is like it's awesome to watch, but it, it's also threatening. It's yeah. very unsettling. Yeah, it's, it's like a wolf showing you like all it, his teeth. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> but this is, uh, I, 
it might be my favorite part of the movie. It definitely leads me leads us to my favorite vampire club, which is the Japanese businessman vampire <laughs> club with young Japanese schoolgirls rapping. Rapping, I guess. I'm not sure. Okay, I don't, it was very like I don't think they were rapping. No, it, it was, they were bad lip syncing. Did you guys ever play? Uh, did you guys ever play a? Uh, Jet Set Radio or Jet Grind yes. Radio. Well, there's that one where it's like uh, the MSG song. It's like, mm-hmm. extra sugar, extra salt, yeah. extra oil, MSG! That's what it sounded like. Like, I don't know what they're saying, but that's all I can remember. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're like, hey, what's that song from the Japanese Club and Blade? I'm like, oh, it's a song from Jet Grind Radio. <laughs> where it's that Japanese woman yelling ingredients into a microphone. Oh, my God. Um, I do have a note about the I world's worst bouncer. Yeah. Like, Blade is not disguised. He's not even yeah. wearing his jacket anymore. There's he's clearly walking, a sword. There's a sword in his back. Yeah. He's got a gun on each hip, and he's festooned in blades. Yeah. Like, and that guy's like, invitation cardo. And Blade just kind of looks at Karen and then throws him through the door. <laughs> but it's he like, doesn't even get an on-screen death. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's that trick? What, what? You know what, though? I, pre- I mean, he was trying to do his job, kind of. But what's his supervisor? He's like, oh, yeah. Look out for Blade. What's Blade look like? Uh, black dude, always wears shades. And oh, yeah, he's covered in blades. Like, <laughs> then a black guy covered in weapons walks up and is like, I need to go in there and kill all those Japanese people. And he's like, Invitation, Kado. I'm about 50% sure this is Blade, but he could not. Hey, be. Well, yeah, you don't want to be racist. Yeah, you don't want to just <laughs> typecast people. No one said Blade was with a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's probably something different. He might just be here to chill. Yeah. It's hard to tell. It could be cosplay. <laughs> Samurai swords, you know there's a bunch of Asian dudes inside. Maybe, and then those yeah, guys, maybe he's here to sell one. And then, guys, and then those guys see Blade. Yeah, There's already five Samurai swords yeah. salesmen. But how many people? There have been at least 20 people coming to this club with Samurai swords. <laughs> but if there was ever a crowd that would respect the implied threat yeah. of a Samurai sword. Sure. It would be it this should crowd. be that club, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're just like, oh, look at that giant black guy. Because if there's one thing I know about Asians who only hang out with other Asians, they're spectacularly, awesomely racist. <laughs> there's no way the black guy walking the club, they'd be like, oh, no, that's fine. They'd be like, hey, what's going on? What the fuck is that? Hey, oh, well, there's shit. that white cop there. Yeah. God damn it. Asian people and groups love white people. Anyway, I love, I love that. I love that club. Around. Super would like to hang out there. I also love that he beats the fuck out of the cop and doesn't believe him when he says the it's secret in the freezer. is in the freezer. So because <laughs> I would be the same way. I'd be like, motherfucker, <laughs> are you serious? I'm gonna, it's going to be in the fucking freezer. Okay, it's, it's in the, in the freezer. freezer. You dipshit. I'm going to put your hand in the garbage disposal. Yeah. And then it was. And I was like, oh, that's so good. But that's seriously, if you, if you told me that club was in Japan, yeah, in a movie not about immortal it, vampires i'd be like yeah no that's probably what's all, like there it does yeah you know it does <laughs> that it it exists in downtown la right now we could go there we should tonight. ask we should ask arnie dibbles to take us to that club we'll go there right now yeah we just need a passport yeah he doesn't care they probably serve tacos shit <laughs> i'll go God, so next to a pho place and a korean spa let's go <laughs> okay so then we we see deacon frost again our second time where he's mm-hmm. he's entertaining yeah in an awesome pool. Infinite Ducky Infinity Pool with awesome metal shades that retract. Yeah. I want that in my. I want those, apartment. and I'm not even allergic to sunlight. <laughs> no, I just don't like it. Yeah. Well, I work night shifts, like so light. I like to sleep in the day, so I need those. Oh, you're not a day walker. Yeah. I'm a day walker. No, you're not, because you sleep during the day. <laughs> Wait. I am a, a, you're a day you're sleeper. You're a day sleeper. Sure. Yeah. Day sleeper. Day napper. Day napper. Day napper. I'm armed with Cheetos. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, shit. Cut you fuckers out of basketball. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Yeah, Nick. Put some pants on. <laughs> Cut you fuckers at a bad time. Suck each finger. <laughs> Even the expository dialogue, like the ADR yeah. around mm-hmm. Frost is terrible. It's like, is this really Frost's place? It is. But where is he? Like, as they do shots of the party, you don't actually yeah. see the people who are saying that. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then it cuts to him in his weird coffin egg chamber. Yeah, a coffin egg with a beautiful black woman that you don't see. Sine Lathan. Mm-hmm. You don't see her, though, at this point. That's Sine Lathan. Secret. From Alien vs. Predator. Oh. AVP. Um, and then, so Blade goes down Let's the freezer. Do and he meets Pearl. It, who I what I love about it is they they mention it not they're like isn't this a little high tech because it's literally it's their vampire library but it's all digitized it's, yeah it's all digitized which I love um, and it New has world. the second great piece of practical makeup which is Pearl who I think is a man or a yeah, lady it's a, it's it's a man a, it's a male comedian Edward okay. something I I couldn't tell because Fast I just e- listen e- e- well I meant by the by the name I was like is Pearl a lady and i'm just seeing some uh, real, real i thought boobs. you were gonna talk about the bitch tits no I, that's what i was saying i, I don't know I if it's a, supposed to be a really obscenely fat lady vampire or, or obscenely, obscenely fat, fat male dude i guess it doesn't matter it doesn't matter but it's gross because it's dead and it's a great fucking piece of practical makeup especially when she's burning them i also love it's that, an important character moment yeah where she kills her first vampire. yes and i love that where like even blade looks at her like bitch you're crazy and she's like he moved and, and Blade's even, like, okay, I gotta blow up this vault. I don't know. Now. There's like a moment where like he's like kind of disapproving, and then he, she's like, he moved, and then once she gives her quip, he's like, probably because they could have had more fun I, with him. Welcome yeah. to welcome to the team. Yeah, uh, but I love that. I, I I think that's such a gross, awesome <laughs> scene. It looks so cool. I think it's just very telling of Frost's uh, just like dismissal of people of course you would lock have a servant that's locked there yeah oh he's the tech guy he's always going to be the tech guy he shouldn't fucking move yeah uh, he can't move and the amazing <laughs> exchange where it's like he's about they've got frost and uh he's got pearl frost finds out he's compromised yeah and he goes, blade heard you're looking for me i'm flattered It'll pass. <laughs> and then Frost just closes the laptop. I like, love it. It passed. That badass line. And he's just like, God damn it. I gotta it. get out of yeah. here. We are not safe here. Burn I'm this tower to the ground. It'll pass. And oh, I'm gonna close it. this. Yeah. They, like, he called it. It did pass. <laughs> Wesley, Snipes, oh, oh, oh. Wesley Snipes has like two pages of dialogue in this entire movie. <laughs> but they really... They really distributed Almost it. Almost every line it's, counts. It's for maximum But weight-wise, if you put those lines on a scale, they weigh the heaviest. I would never have written It'll Pass. And that line is devastating. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, basically a pass. punch to his fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he's either... There's a little bit of exposition, mm-hmm. but most of Wesley Snipes' lines are either devastating one-liners yeah. or him simply appearing silently behind people. <laughs> Yeah, essentially. <laughs> like seriously, like I bet his dialogue just has asterisks on both sides. It just says appears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, appears so this gets into the weird sequence of uh, the vampire Bible, which looks super fucking cool, and then the whole sequence. All I could think was like, oh, someone took a lot of time. Someone took a lot of time to do this. Aww. And then the vampire- those pages are ruined. And then weird kung fu. Evil style. or not, yeah. that is a that is a society's bible. Yeah. And you're ruining. Yeah. yeah. And, and Whistler blew it the fuck up. Yeah. He blew the <laughs> whole fucking thing up. It. And then uh, I like how the vampire nation assumes uh, fighting a child will slow down Blade. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know why that was getting... And I love that Blade, it's the first time that Blade's kind of restrained. He's like, until he finally gets to the point where he's like, Levels I gotta are. knock her out. <laughs> I gotta knock this bitch out. I mean, at, at, so he fights her and then all these other people come and he keeps throwing them through the Bible. Yeah, it's like, I love can it. Can anyone fight Blade without fucking up our Bible? Yeah, for the love of God, does that one, no one have any respect Okay, at so, all? So no, they, not for us. Not no. for the old vampires. So they have yeah. Blade, and he's captured. Not my Bible. Okay. <laughs> I also can't tell half the time, because sometimes I, I think they're using a, a lot of their fodder are like their familiars, mm-hmm. and not uh, vampire people. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's hard to tell sometimes, just as a side note. I just assume if they don't explode into dust, they're familiar. probably people. Yeah. So they get Blade captured, mm-hmm. and then uh, Donald Logue. Like, starts working him over. Yeah. He basically just punches body armor. Yeah, I thought like, the same thing. Like, already, you're not going to be able to punch Blade. But yeah, he stabs him through else. it, though. Yeah, well, he stabs him in the well, shoulder. he stabs him. And he hits awful. him once in the mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so the guy, Crease, uh, who grabs Blade's sword, yeah. and his hand explodes <laughs> yeah. from the blades. Yeah. Fun fact, that is Matt Schultz, a.k.a. Chupa from Blade 2, a.k.a. Wall Street from The Transporter, a.k.a. Vince from Fast 5 and Fast 5 Minus 4. What? Mm. Yep. Wow. Yeah. He really bulked up. Yeah. If you go back back to the party scene, you can see him on the couch with his kind of trademark uh, thin beard, Mm -hmm. and then I guess he shaved before they rolled out to hunt down Blade and his hand (laughs) exploded. You have to do a clean. That's Matt Schultz. Wow. Yeah. He's he's been in a lot of movies we're going to be talking about soon. Yeah. Good find. Good, good digging. Yeah, yep. way to go! I also love that moment. I also that's my other favorite runner is the uh, hand <laughs> that hand blade. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, so Nick, do you want to take us through the second best line in this whole movie? Oh, the second best. <laughs> when Whistler blows through the wall, appears as a silhouette in a smoky ruin. Catch you fuckers at a bad time. <laughs> I love that line. What a great moment. Catch you fuckers at a bad time. And then mows down <laughs> pretty much everyone. He didn't even care if he shot Blade or the lady. Like, he just, like, was just like, Blade oh. knows not to get in the way. <laughs> he was drunk. Of a bullet, <laughs> of well, a bullet river. Let's admit, Whistler's fucked up throughout this. He was definitely movie. drinking at the King Eddie Saloon since yes. it opened at 6 a.m. Absolutely. <laughs> and then he just wandered down there with a with a duffel is- bag full of Semtex and an assault rifle. <laughs> exactly. All during the day he during the day he's fucking just grinding down fucking, smoking drinking and making steaks he's just smoking drinking grinding down steaks listening to ccr <laughs> then at 6 p.m he's at the bar and then he all of a sudden got a fucking call and he always has his go bag full of simtech on him that's probably the only thing he and blade disagree on is how much he just wants to listen to credence <laughs> that's probably the only fight they've yeah. ever had as yeah. roommates over so the radio stop can we stop listening to Creedence? Can we listen to anything but Creedence? Anything else. <laughs> All right, we're going to listen to the birds. <laughs> Eagles? Eagles? <laughs> so what do, you, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, I bet I bet he one, one time he brought home a Jimi Hendrix cassette, thought, thinking he met Blade halfway. <laughs> <laughs> Our vampires, it kind of seems they have the whole sunlight thing licked. Yeah, I I will say this. the The whole fucking sunscreen... That shit's weak sauce. Helmets. That is my okay. The the motorcycle helmets. I'll get behind that. I that sequence, 
doesn't bother me. It's fine. I kind of get it. Like at least it's point a is Keith that was fucking gangster. Yes, yeah, so just throw it on the table. That murder is that's amazing. Awesome. He just and when they go that. into the boardroom and just toss his fangs, a lot of trouble table. for that baller moment. That's, yeah. just, that's some gangland shit. But but here's the thing: they establish in that scene that like even before the sun's even actually peaked above the horizon, he's already burning. Mm-hmm. And then later on, well, we can Fra- negate it with sun. Yeah, but then when Frost shows up later and he just has the fucking sunscreen on, that's weak shit. That's the only part of this movie that I'm like. Okay, that's fucking stupid. Their whole assault, where they get the upper hand on Blade, takes place during the daytime. Mm-hmm. And where it's they... with vampires there. In sunscreen. And it's just like, ugh. Yeah, well, like, like, like here's stupid. the thing. is like, if it's you're... fucking stupid. It, it negate. It makes Blade not unique. Like, if, if, if Frost showed up with more care, because it's like, okay... So you put If they would have done the full leather and fucking motorcycle, motorcycle helmet. helmet, I got that. I believed that because they also do it in two with yeah. those, with those ninja uh, night vision goggles. Yeah, I get it. But there's also like, okay, so if the tissue of your skin is so sensitive that mm-hmm. the sun explodes it, yeah, like guess what? Your eyes and the inside mm-hmm. of your mouth are also fucked. Yeah, like at the very least, wear goggles. Yeah, like, meet me halfway. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, or stand in the shade. That Chinatown thing is is pretty unbelievable. It is troublesome yeah. in, in an otherwise almost <laughs> perfect movie. Yeah, that's the, that's literally the only part of this movie where I'm like, motherfucker. Well, well, where Frost was like, hang on, guys, I got to go do something. Fling an Asian kid into I traffic. Got, I got to throw a kid at a bus. <laughs> yeah, like at least the assault on whistlers, you know, I kind of just believe. Just to fuck with Blade. Because they could just have familiars get in and storm the place. But then Frost <laughs> and his little girlfriend show up. Th- and it's just like I, I really did think that beach scene, however baller it was, didn't fit the. Mo- I remember it, it seemed like a commercial. I love that beach. Scene. I thought it was. I thought it was really good as like a gangland execution. Yeah, like these are. It's a vampire mafia, mm-hmm. and this is what you do: is you take them out someplace and you yeah. kill them, and it, and they pull the fangs out, and that's awesome because they're wearing the fucking motorcycle helmets. Like yeah. they're like, this is how dangerous the sun is. We put on. A fucking Crisco jar of SPF 300 <laughs> and wear full leather outfits and motorcycle helmets over it. Yeah. Just to watch the sunrise. Yeah. Like, that's like a neat, well thought out thing. And then, the and then he's standing it. in a park in fucking Chinatown. Yeah. yeah. That was my problem with that is mm-hmm. that they show, they literally juxtapose those scenes with, look how dangerous yeah. the sun is to us. Oh, and guess then, we beat oh, it. I'm fine. Your hair should explode. Your yeah. eyes should explode. The inside of your mouth should explode. Unless they're eating it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, Rubbing it on his so, hair. So Blade goes back, and then we, we get uh, the tool that's going to help us kill Lamagra. Mm-hmm. That stuff. And she's like, great setup. You better take a step back. The reaction's energetic. He looks directly into the microscope. <laughs> like, she's like, she's like, get away. It's going to explode. He puts his face as Doesn't close care. as possible. And then it explodes. And, and Whistler like, just laughs at him. Yeah, and then he's like pissed. Yeah. He's like, how dare that explode? Ugh. I'm Blade. I'm mad he's about like, that's it. That's not a serum. She's like, idiot. It's not supposed to be a cure. It's to help you kill vampires. It's not for a serum. She's like, idiot. I'm all about it now. I'm all about killing vampires now. So, oh, I forgot this part. When they meet in the the unfortunate sunscreen incident in Chinatown. Yeah. When Stephen Dorff goes, spare me the Uncle Tom routine. Uh, Yeah. Do you think Wesley Snipes, not Blade, Wesley Snipes, do you think he swung on him on set? Yeah, Because I hope so. I hope Steven Dorf got punched in the mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> How did that line get past yeah, so many that was people? Weird. That was I not okay. Know. No, it wasn't. Uh but it well, I don't know. It kind of fit his character, but it is a dick. Yeah, it's, it's a dick. I will dick. say this. Uh Deacon Frost has a type. Oh, where yeah. he's got his 
the, skinny that, white that African, bitches? No, that African American African American women. Because when he's coming on to uh, uh, oh, Karen in Boucher, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if he has. And then like he's a got. Time, but then he also mom. loves like little skinny pale bitches. Oh, they just lick blood off his tongue. That's that's. that's... Oh, they're definitely fucking. <laughs> he definitely has jungle fever though. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely fucking everyone. I mean, that's because that's point. why we, we talked about this. That's why you become a vampire. So you can just give STDs with to everyone, and no one gives a shit. <laughs> okay, so he comes back. Whistler's dying. And my favorite part of the movie, there's a VHS tape waiting for him. <laughs> I just like that even mostly dead, Whistler's tougher and meaner than everyone else in the movie combined. I, I don't know why uh, this stuck with me so much, but this movie, like, one of the moments that stuck with me, like, I, I vividly remember from the first time I watched it, was when he's, like, dot Yeah, this is my notes. No, he's, like, blotting blood from, like, Whistler's neck and with stuff the like tiniest. that. It's, like, the most tender moment of the entire movie and like really kind of gross and like clearly useless. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know why, but that, that I remember watching this when I was way, when it first came out and I was and that has always stuck with me. Like that, yeah. that's like a very, it's the post tender moment of the entire movie. <laughs> and then it's immediately undercut by mm-hmm. Whistler doing the Harry and the Hendersons thing where he says mean things. Yeah. And basically throws rocks at Blake. Yeah, <laughs> so Blake get out of there. And not watch him kill himself. Get out which of here. Which apparently he missed. Did, did he I don't say? Know what they did. I, or were they saying he was was in the second movie that, that he's too he was too far turned? To but it doesn't himself? matter. It's Blade's gun. It's so, a vampire killing round. Who knows? It doesn't matter. It doesn't I don't matter. care because it, I wanted him back because he was two. magical. Yeah, and Blade too. Blade, Blade, um, Blade too. What's he say though? Does he say you can't go after him? And no, he's like just bullshit. get out of here. And he goes bullshit. Walk the fuck away. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. He just wants him to get out of there. So Blade's. Uh, his lady's been kidnapped. His mentor's been killed. And he's like, I got to make some bullets, get in some me time to meditate. I got to kill this plant. And yeah. I got to kill every vampire in Los Angeles. He actually or... stews up some serum of that exploding serum. Yeah. He does science. So then science. it comes on in probably one of the better rampages in movies. Oh, it's a great rampage. It's a great rampage. And then <laughs> they send it... SWAT guys and Karate Squad. At oh, least they're taking Blade seriously. I'm serious. so happy that the SWAT guy, I thought of that as like, Okay, guys, uh, well, you're going to do guard duty tonight, and here's your SWAT uniforms. And the guys were like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, real fast. You're going to need body armor. Real you're fast. You're going to need body armor you and guys, riot shields and helmets. Do you guys remember Blade? Of course you remember Blade. Okay, so Blade, <laughs> um, we kidnapped his girlfriend. And then taunted him. And then killed his dad and, and then- left a tape mocking him so you're gonna need this stuff. so we're basically at condition red so you're gonna want to wear like bomb disposal gear yeah and everyone carry a chain gun yeah. like that's where we're at and karate squads come in in the back but karate squad only comes in for the worst jobs yeah yeah karate, karate squad will be there you. they'll be right you. behind you um, their second wave once you guys are mowed down i mean once I you mean, kill blade what yes. exactly did they say in the tape mean personal Just things the meanest we'll shit. never be able to take back like he is gonna take it out on you. It's guys. literally on tape. He's upset. He is very mad. So um, remember that stone exterior that he has. It broke a little bit. Yeah, he's, it cracked. He's, yeah. he's actively pissed. It's not okay. It's, uh, you know how volcanoes are like really calm and serene until they explode. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna come here and explode on you. Like, <laughs> but we're talking like you know that super volcano that's under Yellowstone. You know that one apocalypse. Yeah, shit. yeah. Basically, nothing will grow on this land when he's mm-hmm. done. Yeah. We basically need to buy you guys to buy time for 
Frost to sneak up behind him. Anyway, but the point is, you I guys feel are like paid double time. So any time and a half, fine. it's great. I, I feel like the Matrix elevator lobby fight scene. They were trying to outdo this scene. Like they watched the scene, and they're like, "We got to do our version of this." I can't dispute that. Yeah, we can't ever prove that that's not incorrect. because this is the first one, and it was done well. Yeah, it was, it was done, done very, very well. well. <laughs> um, and then this is also the scene where Quinn stops to acknowledge how badass Blade yeah, is. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time. Yeah, he's he... got that shit that he throws at you, and he got the sword. He catches it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got shut it. the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> shut Quinn's the like, fuck no, up. you don't understand. He just cuts arms just, off no, people. You, you legit don't get it. Uh, so then Blade gets captured. And then he finds out his mom is alive. As if Blade da, da, needed da. more reasons to kill Frost. Yeah, I, we yeah, have an actually, I fucked your mom scenario. I actually think that that is too much in this movie. Also, <laughs> yeah. no, but then they take it a step <laughs> further. I don't know how vampire sexuality works. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure that his mom is going to fuck him. Actually, like, I'm 100% sure that his mom wants his dick. Irrespective of this, I uh, recently read... Uh, it was, I think it was on uh, Jezebel. It was mm-hmm. definitely on the Gawker website. Okay. And it talks about how there's a phenomena in when kids are adopted and they track yeah. down their birth parents. Okay. Um, they're sexually attracted to each other. What? Yeah. <laughs> and it's happened enough that scientists are studying it and writing like textbooks about it. And it's like it shows up in like psychology journals. Like when you because give a kid you have, a, because you're so similar. Yeah. And then, or like, you're just in sync and you haven't seen them so you don't know them as kids and you don't yeah. know them as your parents. Yeah. And you're uh, both like sexually awakened adults. <laughs> it, weird. It literally it's one of the few things in this movie that's probably grounded in reality. Whoa, it's, yeah, it's, it's super deepest. fucked up. Hey, you know what's funny? I, we'll I, throw I, a link. I, we'll throw a link to the article on the yeah, blog. Yeah, you absolutely should. That's interesting. It's because be a when real you explain weird it, blog, but when you explain <laughs> it like that, I understand the psychology behind yeah. it. Can I just say something? Those studies did not exist in 1998. Fucking stop. Nope. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't stop. know why why they made it weirdly sexual i i don't get it but i mean she's like your mom's dead and i don't know if she like took on a different persona or like think like really like separates her human self i've from been her reborn as this self. different person I, I know mm-hmm. but i the whole time i was just like i don't i don't understand how human well how how vampiric sexuality works so, well, so they're very apparently you just it. fuck whoever so when this came out another vampire thing was at the height of its powers it was buffy yeah. and they definitely established that when you become a vampire in buffy and they spell it out you have all of your memories you have your basic personality, yeah. But then something else kind of comes in and then drives that, like a suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It probably does a little bit of that in here, where it's like you're a fucking predator now. Like yeah. you eat people. Yeah. Like just do whatever you want. Yeah. Who cares? You're gonna live forever. Once we kill this blade guy, no one's around to stop us. Yeah. yeah. So we have the ceremony for La Magra. La Magra. Which again is a neat thing yeah, that's not explained. God. Yeah, but it's fine. Those little, those little, get, those little skeleton bats fly out of everybody's that he body. He becomes a vessel. Yeah, but you have and all that this little he's stuff. He's aware that he was going to become a and vessel. And then the pure blood stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. it's all stuff that's like, if you go back and kind of put everything down on a piece of paper, it all adds up. At no yeah. point do they contradict themselves. No. But it's never over explained. It's like, no. yeah, so then these little demon bat things kind of fly out and they fly into frost and it becomes yeah. Lamagra. Yeah. Which, those graphics did not age that well. No. Uh, <laughs> the blood looks terrible. The blood's awful. Oh, God, when he slices... People... Uh, when pe- he slices uh, Deacon in half, no. and he comes back together, 
The blood bad. effects look like shit. The blood the, effects the, are terrible. The skull, the skull bats, they're not okay. bad. The skull bats aren't bad, and then people turning into ash mm-hmm. are pretty good because it's so quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. The practical so stuff is those what are wins fine. In, no, the, the practical the, stuff is what wins in this movie. I think. Like, the, I think the Quinn's problem hand and shit like that. I think the problem uh, that Nick's touching on is with the blood is yeah. it's not quick. Like they no. draw attention to it. Like oh, yeah. when he cuts off Deacon's hand during the sword fight. Yeah. They make a point of showing it dissolve into blood instead of ash. Like there's a difference. Yeah. But my other thing is, uh, I, all I could think when I thought I was like, "Man, this blood stuff looks really bad." But then I was like, "For the time, <laughs> that's as good as no. water blood effects looked." I remember, and, and like probably they saw, like they the director saw those and was like, "Fuck yeah, this shit looks like T one thousand baller." Like I remember, should not look it. like the T one thousand. I remember watching this and being like, mm-hmm. "Those effects are amazing." Yeah. It, but it's it's one of those things that you watch it now and like the triumph of this movie is all the practical stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like that, yeah, the blood is, didn't age uh, well. No. So if uh, sorry, Nick, can we back up? I want to back up. Yeah. All right. Let's. Um. So I want to talk about the zombie pit. Okay. Oh, it's great. Where Let's we go. meet Curtis in the, the we, pit. We re meet Zombie Curtis. Yeah. Zombie Curtis, who Karen. apparently has Karen. turned into a Robin Williams character. Karen. Oh, fuck. Because <laughs> he has, speaks in like this real Karen. high pitch. Karen. Karen. And he's mumbling to himself. He's like, think about uh, us. No, he was Proto Gollum. He's Proto Gollum. Yeah, think about us. But yeah, and then they, they kind of explain zombies, like the yeah. Yeah, original which zombies, love. which is great. I really liked it. it kind of just like an offshoot. Yeah, because he's well, still alive, he still hungers for about. blood, but he doesn't regenerate. You he's know what's decaying. really funny? I was thinking about this, and this is a weird tangent. I think of Scott Snyder's American Vampire. That book weirdly parallels a lot with this in terms of he explains the different other types of vampires and, and like yeah. that are potentially other monsters. Yeah, like he explains werewolves. They're like, yeah, werewolves are just other countries vampires vampires yeah if uh uh, which i think is a cool thing if you're coming here for recommendations kyle and i highly recommend american vampire fucking amazing by scott snyder and rafael albuquerque yeah it's uh one of my favorite comic books but it but it plays in the same universe of kind of like everything supernatural and terrible that you've ever heard of is a weird offshoot of vampirism whether it's like old school or new school and there's different kinds of vampires and each have different powers um sort of Mm -hmm. like they don't really touch on except if you buy the dvd i don't even know if it's on the blu-ray yeah because our blu-ray blu-ray player is terrible and i can't access the menu of this movie oh god um so then we have the third best line in this movie Mm -hmm. so the second best line is catch you fuckers at a bad time yes and then we have quinn Run up and go, I got two new hands, Blade. I don't know which one to kill you with. <laughs> and then and then garrot wire in the vest, yeah. which I still want, a jacket yep. that has that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what follows is one of cinema's greatest mook harvests. Yeah. Incredible. Amazing. Uh, this, this fight's amazing. Th- this fight, like when I think of Blade, the two fights that are that come to mind first are the first and the last really it, it there is this one moment in the last fight though where uh is it the spin kick contest yes it's where <laughs> a guy spin and wesley snipe just spin kick at each other like for for a good five to ten seconds they don't spin kick each other they have a they spin, spin kick, kick at, at each, each other. other and then the other guy's so caught up in it wesley snipe stops turns around murders a guy behind him <laughs> and then comes back to finish spin <laughs> kick guy by stopping his spin kicking and stripping his knee yeah Wesley, it's awesome. Also, I'm kind of bummed that it, when he strips his knee, it didn't do the ostrich 
break because <laughs> that that would have been way more appropriate for that this movie. Awesome. It, it, they should have gone for that. Wesley Snipes' Wushu in this fight is on point. Uh, it's it very fucking is man. Very strong. God, he's you can he's tell he has cool a. Martial arts background in this. So, I mean, that's the cool thing about Wesley Snipes. That's why he's great in Demolition Man because he has that fucking martial arts background. He looks. He he is. He sells the he's, physicality. He's dangerous. He looks like he's like he should have studied under Bruce. Like genuinely, I I really do think like, that he he has that movie physicality, and he under like you can just tell that he watched Bruce Lee movies over and over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again, and understood what it took to look good, good. kicking someone on fucking uh, camera. And, and it's like Jason Statham early on definitely had that that mm-hmm. physicality where he would yeah. know when to pose and stuff. Yeah, and he's lost it a little bit. Just going to I think, but he's adapting. He's adapting to the. He's adapting to the new style. But like Blade, Blade like freezes. Like Blade mm-hmm. like freezes. So it's like okay, here's the comic book panel. Yeah, like <laughs> all the bad guys at the end of Mook Harvest. Yeah, all decide to explode into ash at the same time. Mm-hmm. So Blade can do the thing where he points the sword down. Yes. and freezes, and you're like. Cool. There's your fucking poster. End of like, end of end of sequence. End of Mook Harvest. Yep. Now now to battle Lamagra. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of. Uh, Mook Harvest was when the, he knocks the guy to the ground and then he just repeatedly kicks him like oh, oh my god I love that and then he yells and then kicks him up against the column like he flies up and then the with dude he fights yeah. and the dude he, he fights with guy. the broken shovel yeah, and it that, makes the pinball sounds yeah oh that's so good but the kicks I I wrote yeah. a note about that I was like he kicks the shit out of that yeah, guy because he's so like, unnecessary he's just kicking him silent and then he, he screams and so- then gives the definitive kick yeah he kicks him like 50 upward. times and then finally gets the air <laughs> off of it to kick him and there's something. no way that guy did anything to no. that. No. let alone no. wesley snipes remembered who he was yeah he just hell no that guy just had it coming oh god oh but wait a minute we, we forgot that to kick off this mook harvest sequence he uh techno music catches, catches his sunglasses, his sunglasses yes. and puts them on his face before he murders all of these dudes I got struck by lightning yep <laughs> it's fucking awesome Oh, the grot wire cool. in the vest, and he catches mm-hmm. something, and then they do it again in the second one, and I'm not even mad. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not even not mad. angry. Guillermo gets it. Oh, my God. Guillermo fucking gets it. Uh, <laughs> he literally pulled the best parts from the first movie. And then, so, we have the fight mm-hmm. with Lamagra, and Wesley Snipes clearly wins yeah. if they were both mortals. Yeah, 100%. He murders him multiple times. And then... And then the blood god pulls Stephen Dorff back together. Mm-hmm. We have the greatest mouthing of what the fuck like, yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> like, once again, the physicality, the, the slight overselling to really mm-hmm. make it truly iconic. Yeah. As Wesley Snipes looks over his shoulder and just, what the fuck? It's almost theatrical. Like, it's almost like he's on a fucking stage. And he's playing for the back of the room. To, yeah. yeah. Well, it's you see really his, weird. You see his eyebrows. You can't see his eyes, but you know they're like kind of like yeah. kids. The, kids, that's what it's called when you when you swing for the rafters. Yeah, when you when you're performing for the back. And Wesley mm-hmm. Snipes does such a good job of being restrained throughout this movie, mm-hmm. so that it's not over the top when he actually reacts. Sure. Yeah. Like it's a good balance. And I don't know if that's him or if that's Stephen Norrington. I don't know, but I'm willing to take a gamble. Norrington, if you want to come back and direct Reborn in the USA, Let's we'd love it. to have you. Yeah, fucking a man or John McTiernan. And whatever. whatever 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 whoever's available uh and then 
the greatest line in action movie history. Oh, shut up. So, so oh, you're, 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 you're going to, you're yeah. going to lay it out like that. Huh. It's the greatest line in action movie history. And not only because the line you're is so good. You're going to lay it out like that. Hold on. Let me get there. All right. I'm just saying. So Wesley Snipes fills this guy with vials that will explode him. Yeah. And then he stops and says, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> then spin kicks the last one into the guy's forehead and he explodes. And that line is great. Not only because the line itself, those words in that order are incredible. Yeah. Because it wasn't in the script. They heard Wesley <laughs> oh, Snipes really? say it into his phone. No, they didn't. Between really? takes. David Goyer and Stephen Norrington heard Wesley Snipes <laughs> say that during a phone conversation with like his agent or manager. <laughs> and they're like, we got to put that in the movie. And that's and why it's the great the titular line. And that's why it's the greatest line in action movie history. God damn it! Wow, it's such a good line. I, I wonder what he was talking about. I don't, I don't know. know. He just was casually having a conversation no. with his agent. What if it no. was someone literally trying? What if he was to talking skate to his mom? I've heard. I've heard three or four different versions of the story, but each one, the punchline is he said it on the phone, not knowing people were watching him. It was just a phrase that he said <laughs> when people would fucking cross the line. But I've heard a version of the stories where. He's casually talking to like yeah. his manager, and it's like, oh well, they don't want to pay you the money. He's like, some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill, and that was it. And there's another version where he's he's yelling into his phone, and yeah. then gets very quiet, and then and he just says calmly it. says, some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. And there's another version where he's laughing that like someone would like not want to do pay him yeah. money or something. He's like. And then gets real serious. It's like some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. It's like, <laughs> but he's these, delivering in the same way fine. every time. But the, but the punchline is, no one wrote that line. It God was just a it. Wesley Snipesism. <laughs> God damn it! Amazing. It is a great line. It's the greatest line in action. Matt, I history. hear you use that in real life a lot. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, just it wait till I actually, your, just wait till I actually in, have power. It works in your day to day life. Yeah. If oh. it, there are some quotes. There are about three to four quotes in this movie that you can, you should absolutely, absolutely steal for your day to day. Catch you fuckers at a bad time. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Some other fuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Yes. <laughs> what else we got? You're so, <laughs> You're so big. You're so big. Oh, I ladies, forgot, I forgot another great line when they're walking up to the club and he says, "Steaks and running water don't do shtick." So forget we've seen in the movies. Garlic, sunlight, rounds already chambered. Hollow. <laughs> Silver hollow point filled with garlic. Aim for the head or the heart. Anything else is your way. Is <laughs> <laughs> your way. No, I love that they explain the. Uh, they they never ten seconds. They never do the full exposition of what does and doesn't work on vampires. Uh, you kind of get it in bits and pieces, like you kind of understand. Well, you get what, that, what's but happening. in ten seconds or less than that, yeah. he explains. Yeah. It's again, it's just reading off life. a file, so we can move on to the good stuff. Yeah, you tell him. Give a frost a message for me. You tell him. It's open season on all suckheads. <laughs> all suckheads. <laughs> Stay with me, sweetness. Come on, bright eyes. Can like, I just say that I, I think that the the uh, epilogue to this movie is fantastic. Where he goes to Russia? I yeah. love it. And they, 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 speak Russian? they do the beautiful bookend where it's the same. It's the exact same as the beginning of the movie. But, you know, in Russian. Yeah. He's and, of killed. course, and all I can think is that Blade knows how to speak 15 languages. <laughs> I think he's And just, he's sassy in all of them. I think he he's probably sassy. knows how to say, like, 10 badass phrases yeah. in yeah. every language. Yeah. Okay. And, like, if you would have seen more of that conversation, it just would have hit, been wait. him not responding to what the vampire is saying and just saying badass shit. Wait, wait, wait. Is the last thing he says before Tovarish and it cuts to the credits is, in Russian, does he say... 
did I catch you at a bad time? Did he echo Whistler's yeah, line? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I just realized yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the perfect bookend to this movie. He says, "Did I catch you at a bad time, comrade?" And then, and then he's in the out, and then he's in Eastern Europe, yeah, to to what rescue Whistler and to rescue Whistler, which is awesome. Wheels within wheels, guys. What a yeah. good movie. Okay, yeah. listen, Guillermo took say, the reins. We really got to do Blade Two. We got to do Blade. Yeah. That, that do movie now. is also a film that definitely counts as an action film, and it's Guillermo del Toro. Being a fucking baller. Also, I was going to say when we were discussing earlier, just to go into this, talking about Guillermo, I think uh, potentially we can discuss this behind the scenes. A Hellboy might also count. Maybe. Uh, and against it. Always, I, always, I, always happy to celebrate Ron you don't really, you don't really get the You don't get the origin story. You, you like they kind of they do a flashback, but yeah. it's not like uh, it's not the first act. Of we don't the have film. to, but we don't see him learn how to shoot. The first we time we see, see that's like, it. The first time we see him, it's him doing his fucking thing. Yeah. So I mean, uh, in terms of where we don't have to do an, mm-hmm. uh, a rules episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm certainly open to the Hellboys. Yeah. Blade Two. I mean, is there any other comic book movies you'd make an argument for? Where I, we would, just skip I would skip the triple. Uh, I would maybe argue a Spider-Man two. I'd cap two. I'd do an Iron Man three. Yeah. Oh, I'd definitely yeah, do a fine. Shane Black Iron Man. Fuck yeah. That that, kind that of feels, sequence yeah. it makes gives me a that final sequence gives me a boner. <laughs> when I saw that in theaters, I was like, oh, no. And then if we ever do a show that makes fun of a movie, we'll probably do Trinity. Ew. Yeah. I don't want to. I know it feels dirty. No, I don't want to do it. There's listen, guys. There's plenty of horrible movies out there. We don't. Yeah, have to let's do, that do one. anything. All right, but so that one. yeah, this has been episode nine, Blade. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. We hope you uh, heard our argument at the beginning uh, and agree with us. And if you don't, you can contact us at uh, action underscore climax on Twitter or action climax all one word at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the blog right now. And then um, <laughs> we're gonna see you guys. From Milestone Episode 10, Ooh, our first double-digit episode, No, we're going to do the first three movies of the Fast Five, <laughs> sorry, Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do Fast Five minus four, Fast Five minus three, and Fast Five minus two. Here's the thing. Well, let's just lay out the plan. We know that Fast Five, Six, Seven is coming out. Beginning of April. In the mm-hmm. beginning of April. And leading up to that film... We are going to give you two megasodes, two, two Fast megasodes. and the Furious megasodes. Yeah. The first one will be one through three, mm-hmm. and then the last ones will be four through six. Which kind of sounds like we might need to assemble a crew. I think we might have to I assemble have a super to, crew. Uh, based on the spirit of the movies. It we almost, need it almost feels like too much, oh, and we would need a super crew. We might need a super crew, guys. Anyway, so look, look forward to those. We are super pumped to do those. Yeah, we uh, we took a little break uh, coming out of Christmas for uh, personal and financial obligations. Yeah. Uh, this is going to come out, and then I have a feeling two and the uh, Fast and Furious one and two podcast Megasodes Ultra are going to come out pretty close to each other because we yeah. want to get them out before Fast Five, Six, Seven in April. Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen the newest trailer, you better fucking watch. So it. strap in, yeah. yeah. <laughs>